0: Welcome back, bringing the Heat podcast, episode 20. And Hi, kids. We are going to start out the podcast with a good interview today. It's going to take uh, probably the majority of the podcast. We probably won't talk about much outside of this interview, if anything at all. But we have an interview with Rob Whalen. From, uh, he's a pitcher in the Mariners organization. He- so we are going to get into that right now. So here we go. Uh-huh. All right. So we got Rob Whalen here, pitcher, uh-huh. Mariners organization. Excuse me. Um, How's it going? What's
1: going on, guys? Uh, it's good, man. Just, uh, just enjoying the rest of my offseason right now. The you know, time's kind of you know, winding down right before I got to head out. I uh, just found out I ain't going to big league camp, so uh, I'm coming off a bad year. So I got a little extra time to be ready. I think, uh, I think it's like March 1st or something like that. I got to be out there in Arizona. So, so trying to get my big butt in shape, man, and uh, just get <laughs> the arm going.
0: Alright, alright. Yes. So not off to the best start, but you know, it is what <laughs> it is it is what it is. Playing
2: pro ball rap.
0: Yeah, you're doing something yeah, that I still got a jersey on my back, man, so I can't complain too much. Hell yeah. Yes. I mean, and you've done stuff I mean, hell, you pitched at fucking Fenway. I mean what hell yes. what else can people, like that's something that like that's the one of the most surreal things that anybody could do. Like that's one of their two now two legendary parks, that and Wrigley. Yeah, um, and you yeah, pitched in yeah. one of them, so I mean, that's Bro, dope as hell. Yeah, I'm
1: you, man, like, uh, I remember, you know, when, when I found out I was going to be going to Fenway, like, you know, just as a pure baseball fan, man, like, I've always wanted to go pitch at Fenway, like, if you're a, if you're a fan of baseball and you don't like Fenway Park or you don't want to go see Fenway Park,
3: then Stump. you're an idiot
1: because, <laughs> because Fenway Park is just incredible like I don't care if you're a Yankee fan like Fenway Park there's just so much history there um you know it, it's so unique and getting to the pitch there was incredible I mean just walking around the day before doing the tour uh you know going behind the wall and like getting signed to do all the rookie stuff like just seeing everything was just like surreal bro just uh sitting in that dugout know, during the series itself and just listening to the crowd, like, you know, I'm warming up for my start, man, it's a day game and I'm warming up and guys are just harassing me in the bullpen, just lighting me <laughs> out the And uh, you know, I'm enjoying every moment of it, bro, it's like, you know, but I, it was funny because I remember like warming up. And my bullpen was going so good, like I'm like, damn, I'm about to carve these dudes up. And then I go out there to just shit the best, <laughs> didn't go well. But uh, you know, it was a great experience, and there's something I always remember.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, 20 years from now, yeah, you might be able to, you might go back and say I didn't pitch my best, but that just pitching at Fenway itself is like, it's gonna overshadow any any outcome of what happened, win or lose, like. I feel like just be, having that experience alone is just going to overshadow kind of everything. Uh, at least for the first time. No question
1: at all? I mean, I, I've been very fortunate to be able to do some cool stuff in uh, in my career so far, and uh, that was definitely at the top of the list.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So, so before we like really get into baseball stuff, because we got a lot. I mean, I have a ton of questions. Plus, we might ask some questions as we go along. Just kind of bullshit it. Yeah. But um, bullshit Mike and I have a serious question. I have a serious question because I'm I'm the chow hound
2: around here, and I have. This why, is a, why
3: so serious, Michael? Oh, why this is
2: this is this is really serious stuff here. So oh, every yeah, single every single time I come to Zach's apartment to do this nonsense, I the first thing I do, I don't even say hi to Zach. I tend to knock over some furniture on the way to the fridge to get something right. to, to get something to eat. And I raid his cabinets and I just start throwing things on the ground. It's really it, it turns out to be a mess, but I usually clean up after, clean up after myself. So we're we're curious as to your um, your living situation
0: right now the snack factor it's, we, it's we, really uh, important so we we came up with our own so like when you're when you're judging a house the only thing that matters is snack factor so you can live in a shack <laughs> yeah. but the snack factor is what really matters Snack's you got
2: to be on point you got to be on point
0: so yeah. what's what's the situation
2: right now for you
1: oh dude you're going to be disappointed. my situation is poor brother no way I mean, yeah, I mean, I got my own house, I got my townhouse here in Orlando, but uh, my older sister crashes here
3: with me, and uh-huh. uh, we both despise grocery shopping. Ah. We we run the cabinets, like, pretty bare until it's time to go shopping, or ah. we're
1: just kind of picking up to it on the fly, like, uh, you know, I got some, like, peanut, uh, or, uh, I actually, I lied, bro, I forgot, I'm sorry,
2: I got some boiled peanuts, Cajun boiled peanuts in the crock pot right that now. That sounds like I, hell. <laughs> uh,
3: they're, they're the thing that i picked up when i moved here bro it is unbelievable it's probably my favorite
1: snack of all time down here i have it every day after my workouts there's like a little market that huh. i go to right uh you know right around the corner from my gym i go yeah. there i get a protein shake and uh, i get bowl, a cup of bold peanuts on the way home Interesting. Uh, but i got my own little crockpot brewing right now but man i don't have nothing in there i'm trying He's to be right now but.
2: <laughs> my snacks up on the, on the low, low right now. well hey you know what
0: so he's got it's,
3: like a level 3
2: snack yeah we factor. got we, we gotta work on Rob's yeah, hey, snack Prime, factor Prime, <laughs>
1: Rob Whalen and his dad dude, I used to I used to hoard
2: some snacks <laughs> 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 like I'm hiding them under my bed so no one else can eat them <laughs> <laughs> that
0: sounds like me now all the time as an adult that sounds like my wife when i go to eat her food and she literally like will get pissed at me yeah, like she'll she'll you. not yeah. talk to me for like 20 minutes because i ate a rice crispy treat so the other day the other day i got i, I got a box of rice crispy treats and it has i think there's like there's, 40, there's 40 in the box 40 i ate one and she gave me the death stare and i was like what's the matter she's like there's only 39 left. <laughs> I mean, this is
1: what I would say to her, right? Like, you know, like when I buy something real quick, or like my sister buys, like every once in a while, she'll, she'll get like some, you know, some grocery store like brownies or cookies or whatever. And if I crush it, she's like, oh
3: my God, you ate them all. It's like, well, dude, what do, you, what do you want me to do? Look at them? <laughs> I'm going to eat them. That's why we bought them, right?
2: Yeah. fish got to swim. Yeah. Rob has got to yeah. eat snacks.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude, <laughs> like, come on. like they're not, you bring them in this house they're gonna get eaten. They're not doing any good just sitting in the box. Like oh, they're yes. meant to be eaten. No. Rob, did, no. you said you picked up
2: waste my money. You said you picked up the the boiled peanut whatever the hell. It sounds like hell to me, but I don't know, that's maybe it's a thing. Um, have you started eating grits? Is that a thing? Grits.
3: Yeah. I will say no.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I
1: definitely had them since living down here. Yeah. Uh, but when I go to a restaurant for breakfast, I definitely do not ever order them. Um, yeah. Those... I like them a certain way. Sometimes they're cooked differently. Sometimes they're like soupy uh-huh. and not my style. But then sometimes you get them like cooked more, and I don't really know how to describe. It. I'm probably butchering it, but it's more like <laughs> kind of like a like
2: almost like a mashed potato type. Oh, all right. And all right. It is, it's good if it's like a little cooked like that. I can do it, but that soup stuff, nah, I'm out. That sounds, out. I, that makes my stomach. Yeah.
0: Pain. So those you yeah. so those listening that don't know Rob is actually from where we are from. So he is from the Great White uh, North, baby. Yeah. Five seven zero, baby. 570, <laughs> yeah. He, he's from the five seven zero. So he is uh, an adopted Southern. He's not. Yes. He's not a true Southern yeah. boy. Um, yeah, I'm
3: an adopted Floridian.
0: So kind of kind of going back to that. So before you were drafted and all that stuff, um, you were living up here northeast. Your parents kind of did something that at least people up where we live find extremely unique because it doesn't happen often. I mean it might happen often other places but at least here you don't see it all the time. So kind of like explain like basically the sacrifice your parents made and I think it's like it's a super cool story because I have not heard this from other people. And again, it might be popular but at least from where we're from – you don't hear about it every day, so it's pretty cool, and it's kind of sad that you don't really get the recognition um, up here that that some other people get, even though you've had more success than what most people up this way have had.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, no, it's cool that you said that. I appreciate that a lot. uh you know, I never, I never looked for recognition from it, but I know just on that topic alone, like. Uh, I've definitely noticed that, like, you know, it seems like people don't claim me up there. Like, when I go to Stroud, when I come up there and I do my camps and my clinics, like, I get no love from Stroudsburg. I get no love from my own high school and all my old coaches. Like, no one hits me up over there. Like, you know, the guys in, like, Pocono Mountain, West where I even go. Those guys love when I come up, and I'm more friends with those people. And I almost claim Pocono Mountain more than I do Stroudsburg just because of it. I I don't know if it was, like, a bitterness thing because – when it happened, like I got resentment from, it, like from my peers at times, and uh, I remember, like my dad just like hearing it from, you know, from coaches and just local parents, like, "Oh, you guys are crazy!" And it's like that's never gonna work, and blah blah blah. And then, you know, go to show. I'm fast forward ten plus years, and I'm pitching in Fenway Park, so it's like,
3: hell yeah, you know, yes. dad, <laughs> you know you like, it's
1: not cocky, but it's like it worked out, so. um, I don't know if that's true or not, but i definitely haven't felt any love from Strasburg at all since that's all went down, but that's cool. It don't matter. Um, but yeah, back to the story, like, um uh, when I was fourteen, so it all started when I was when I was fourteen and I tried out for the USA Olympic team, um, down in Florida. Um and I went down there and ended up making that team, which I did not expect to make. Like, I had a really good tryout. I remember the whole thing. Like, there's a lot of fun. But, you know, there's so many kids. There's probably a 1,000 kids down there trying out. Was and uh, you know, I, was, I was one of the, the, you know, the 15, whatever many kids were called. And uh, after that, like, you know, some of the coaches there and then the scouts, you know, where I was first having my first interaction with scouts and they're like, Hey kid, like you're pretty good. Like, um, you know, if we'd love to talk to your parents, whatever. And so like, you know, people talk to my parents, my coaching, like, Hey man, like we advise, like you know, this kid's pretty good at 14. And if he's going to be somebody, he needs to play more. He needs to get more experience. He needs to be on the field more. So, um, uh, you know, what is the best place to play year round besides Florida or, like Texas or Cali. So, um, we had our, our, I said on Florida and I know my parents, you know, at that time, uh, you know, the economy was tough, you know, right after the kind of nine 11, uh, those next couple of years, everything kind of struggled in our area. And, um, you know, my parents were just kind of ready to make the move anyways, but this was definitely the driving force behind it. And, um, yeah, you know, I will say, man, there was a lot of pressure when I was growing up. Not, like, from my parents or anything like that, but, like, I felt that weight. Like, I was like, man, you know, like, my family, we just moved to Florida for me. You know, I'm a young kid, and I'm putting all this, this weight on my shoulders, bro. But, uh, you know, everything worked out the way it was supposed to. You know, God's plan, you know, uh, no pun intended, but just, like, it just it worked out, brother. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm so glad I got the opportunity. And, uh got I thank my parents for that, for sure.
2: Yeah, Bob and Doreen are top-notch human beings. I miss him. I miss seeing Bob uh, Dory. They miss you too, Michael. <laughs> they, they always ask about you when I go up there. they like, oh, I see a guest
1: that has
2: Michael doing. They I'm probably like, think I'm homeless. Hey. And they're kind of right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not wrong if they say yeah, that. Right? Like, <laughs> I'm kind of just crashing at Zach's place all the time, but that's all right. <laughs>
3: no, it's all right. We all do it. It's
0: okay. Yeah, so Excellent. I mean, I, th- I always think that that story is just cool because I know, and my, I know my parents love me a ton. At least I would hope to think so. Um, I haven't. I haven't been too much. I haven't been too much of a disappointment yet. Um, <laughs> Not too much. Um, so, but I just know like that was just something that could never happen. But like you said, the economy up here, you know, it did kind of get a little, a little shitty yeah it was pretty bad for a while and and i mean it did we lost our house bro like that that was a big thing we lost our house we're living
1: in penn estates which i'm sure you guys have heard of it's you know it's a very popular community up there especially like in the late '90s and early 2000s it was a very very nice community and that community kind of went downhill at that point and we lost a ton of money on our house um i remember it was like 2000 three or four, my grandparents got super sick that were living in Queens, New York and they moved in with us and we put this huge addition on our house and uh, we pretty much doubled the size of our house and uh, you know, so we were taking on a lot and then once they passed away, it was tough to kind of pay the bills after that, um, especially like I said, with the economy going down the way it was and then when we were went to sell that house um you know i was a little kid i didn't understand all of it but i remember sitting at the, the table and my parents being so like upset because i remember uh, the realtor was telling so like, hey, if you took the house that we have our property everything that we have and you took it you placed it right outside of penn estates it'd be almost 800 something thousand dollars mm-hmm. but because it was in penn estates we were barely able to get like 300 for it yeah and so we lost it ton of money on that house uh, i just know my parents were feeling the way of that and, um you know like i said man just the weather in general there's snow all the time you just they wanted to make a move and then this was just the greatest reason to it to do it um but yeah most parents are, I there's i wouldn't say that you know my parents are any better than others because of it but yeah there's a lot of parents that wouldn't make that that move for their kid and rightfully so it's not an easy thing to do you know, i had two older sisters so we were also waiting for them to graduate high school at the time. Yeah. Um, so we were actually going to do a couple years before that, and we didn't. So, you know, like I said, I'm just very lucky
0: that I was given that opportunity and uh, you know, I made the most of it. Oh, yes. And um, basically, like, what happened after all that is when all the the market, <laughs> the basically the house market crashed, then everybody from the city ended up moving up to uh, Pennsylvania, where we live. Absolutely. Because the house market Absolutely. dropped so much, you could get a house that – a million dollar house was five hundred thousand. I mean, the, the house Tops, market was literally it? just cut in half. It was it was yeah. absolutely insane. So yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that brought in
1: a lot of a lot of negative people too. That's part of why our neighborhood went down. You
2: know, I'm not saying everyone in the city is bad, but you know, there's there's some trouble definitely change our community, and yeah. a lot of people
1: wanted out because of that. And just everything went downhill. So and that affects the market as well, man. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, there's definitely been a culture change up here, without a doubt. Um, since all that's happened, um, sure. so before I even ask the next question, I have to ask. So I'm a big Last Chance You fan. Did you go to school with the one running back? I can't remember his freaking I, name now. I did. Um, it was like DJ Law? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Law. DJ yeah. Law. How how yeah. much of a stud was that kid? Because I know he was a stud in at uh, so at uh, at that school, Mississippi. Yeah, the what the hell? The junior he college. In Mississippi. College. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. He was a stud uh, in that show.
3: He was
1: man. I, I didn't go to games too often in high school. So when I went to Haines City, I just transferred there um, right after my sophomore year. Uh, when I moved here, I went to this this terrible high school called Ridge Community. It was a brand new school, um, you know, nice school itself, but like the program was terrible. Um, didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into at the time. So like, I played like four games my sophomore year. I ended up leaving. Like as a freshman, I was making the lineup
2: as a freshman <laughs> I was running practices as a freshman because our coach was a soccer coach he had no idea what he was doing he That's was a nice guy he was like a big Braves fan and just was trying his best to coach a team but it was terrible yeah. And so I'm
1: like, dude, it was like glorified little league, man. Like I was p- <laughs> trying to pitch in like every game and I'm like, no way.
2: Like I moved out
1: here for this. Bro. You can,
2: like you down can down do that, for- right? You can pitch every single game. That's <laughs> yeah. <tower. laughs> so. so I ended up transfer to Haines City my junior
1: year. And um, so I didn't get to know a whole lot of people there. Man, my coach was tough there. We practiced a lot. We were there. No, school was from seven to one. We had block scheduling. And. I would go take a nap, go eat with my buddy, uh, or you know, I just cr- I was crash on his couch for an hour or so before practice, and uh, we'd be out there from like two thirty to six, six thirty sometimes, so it was wow. dark. And so I didn't get to do a whole lot after school. We practiced every day, even on the weekends, man. Uh, we were trying to do a whole culture change
3: there. Mm. Uh, but DJ Law, yeah, I've never seen him a couple times. Um, you know, I never
1: really had any personal interactions with him in school. I think he was a little younger than me, but yeah, he killed it, man. And when I've ever seen on Last Chance, you have never seen my high school. I was like, that's weird. Like the <laughs> shit they're walking around, you know, the field.
3: You can see the football and the baseball field right next to each other. It's crazy, but yeah, man, he was a stud. I
1: remember watching one or two games, and he was he was pretty dang good, man.
2: So um, I got a, I got a question, Rob. So, dude, obviously up here. You know the school. I don't. I've never heard it. Honestly, I've never heard of a school getting out at one o'clock before. Um, Yeah, that was great. Yeah, but up here, you know, we get done with school two thirty or so usually, and if you get you know two hours of practice in, that's a long day. Do you think that? Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that practicing that long made you better or do you think it was, you know, it it didn't really matter, you know, quality over quantity? Or do you think that practicing that that much for that, you know, that many days a week, do you think that made you better? Uh,
1: I would definitely say so.
2: I think think every situation is different. Um, you know, there's things you can't control,
1: like the weather and, mm. and the sunlight sometimes in, in parts of the country. Like, you can't control that. you got to make the best of what you got. Yeah. But I know for me, like, um, you know, going that long was, was tough at first. You know, but like I said, we were trying to change the culture of that whole town. That whole My high school is not known to be a very good high school in general. A lot of, a lot of fights, a lot of, you know, bad kids in that school. Uh. Uh, you know, sports programs were okay at best. You know, basketball was always pretty good. Football was okay. They competed at times, uh, mm. but baseball was a joke. Uh, we just had a real. I only transferred there because I had a really good coach. His, uh, his name was Dave Schaefer. Mm. Uh, his son Jordan played for the Braves, the Twins, uh, the Ashes for a little bit. Okay. Uh, I think he's come back the last couple years as a pitcher. He was an outfielder when he came up, and so uh, he pretty much trained us. Man, like he said it every day, you know, you're faster, stronger. That's what he wanted out of us. Yeah, and so you no. Know,
3: Two hours the day was in the weight room as well, so that's part of the process oh, okay. and then being on the field, doing crazy
1: amounts of drills, doing as much as we could, crazy amounts of running, things that, like, I think I got kicked off my high school team in those years, like, five times, bro, for really? just, like, just, you know, just talking with the, the, our coach and just, you know, being being used as, as an example sometimes. Like if you're ever late, if I was, late, I remember being late one time and kicked me off the
0: team, you know, my coach was <laughs> my head, It was like, like a soap opera. You got killed it, off and came back.
3: back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it was no big deal, bro, but like, uh, yeah, it's just crazy,
1: crazy times. But I remember, uh, I mean, you played with me. I was I was never like a ripped kid. I was always a little pudgy and then like I had a growth spurt right before I moved and I got to like six foot and send out, but I was kind of
2: like, kind of like, lanky and awkward. Rob and was, was not, an athletic specimen. He he willed himself <laughs> to be a major league baseball player. I'll tell you yeah, that. I'm still not. A, I'm still not. I barely consider myself an athlete. I don't know how I do it
1: sometimes. <laughs>
3: but,
2: uh,
1: but he got us in great shape, dude. Like, yeah. I remember, like, I was stronger than I've ever been, faster, like, legit faster than I've <laughs> ever been. Wow. Uh, my, no, I've never been fast.
2: <laughs> I had, like,
1: six triples
2: in my, my, wow. like, I was, I was moving, bro. What were and the, was were like, the fences like 450 to center or something like that? Holy no, shit. <laughs> dude, no, it was a Notre Dame. It was a Notre Dame. And we know yeah, you can. Dude. We know you can swing it. You yeah. did it in the show, yeah, dude.
3: Swing it, man.
2: What All was the big guy's big name? Big I know big big you big know his name. That you got a hit off. of. The guy you got a hit off of. Yeah. Oh, in the big leagues. Yeah. Oh, Zach Davies. Yeah.
1: And uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Lopez. That's what big it was. Knox I got yeah, hundred miles an hour. I'm uh, <laughs> closing my eyes
0: and
1: just <laughs> barreling it up with a liner right to right field.
0: And they brought you in to pinch hit, didn't they?
1: Yeah, in Arizona, that was, that was another, like, highlight of
0: my life. Uh, so, funny story, I had a dream, and this is a true
1: story. And you notice how you have, sometimes you have a dream, and it just seems so, like, so vivid and real. And, like, um, you know, it was the night before my start um, in Arizona, and that was supposed to be my last start. Um, actually, rewind, the start before that was going to be my last start of the year. I just came off double knee surgery. And my innings were, I was killing it that year. My innings were really high. I was at like 160-something, the most I've ever done in my career. And so they're, all right, this is going to probably be one of your last starts. We're going to shut you down. at the end of the year. Um, and then I made that start in Arizona, and I was kind of gassed. I emptied the tank um, in that start against Washington um, previously. So I was kind of hanging. My shoulder wasn't feeling good. And I only went like two, or three innings, whatever it was. wasn't really good. Um, the night before that start, I had a dream that I hit a grand slam. <laughs> and uh, it was in arizona and like i just remember being in arizona i don't remember like the uniform i was wearing i don't remember a whole lot of details but it just felt so real like it was going to happen it was like i was predicting the future like it was, it was the coolest dream i ever had right i had a, oh, uh, a grand slam i get up my first at bat uh that start um in arizona and the bases are loaded so I'm walking to the plate, and I'm like, this is it, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm going to do it. I'm going to hit a grand slam here, and it's going to be the, the highlight of my entire life. And I'm pretty sure I struck out. <laughs> 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 I like, got in that grip on the dirt <laughs> Didn't happen, man. Right? So... I come out of that start, and I'm hanging out the yeah. next day, and they're like, hey, bud, you know, you're just going to hang out this day, and then tomorrow we'll probably deactivate you, know, we're going to send you home to Orlando, because training was in Orlando, and I live here, obviously, so like, we'll bring yeah. you home after that. So that next day, within that next 24 hours, we made a couple of trades. I think we traded Jeff Francoeur at the time. Um, we released a guy. Fancy. A couple of guys were banged up, so we're, our bench was really short. Um, so they didn't deactivate me, they didn't DL me, and they kept me on the roster, and so I remember that game was kind of going along, and it was heading towards extra innings, and I think it was maybe the ninth or whatever it was, and I was, was talking to their skip, and I was like, hey, like, we're, like, you know, all the starters were like, hey, let's go put our cleats on or whatever, and so I went over to Brian Snicker, and I was like, hey, am I still active? Like, because I'll go throw my cleats on just in case you need to run me, bunt me, whatever you need me to do, obviously. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, you're still active, actually. Please go get your cleats on now. You're probably going to be up in an inning or 2 I'm yes. like, "What?" <laughs> else it. And I'm like, you know, get fired up. You know, take taking practice. <laughs> <it was> <laughs> I
3: think
1: it was like two innings later. It comes up, and it was like uh, it was second and third with two outs, and I was on deck, bro. So I'm like, oh my god, they're going to load the bases. Out comes <laughs> <laughs> the pitching coach. They issue, you know, ball four. They're going to walk this guy and get me up to the um, to
2: hit with the base load. So they I'm wanted like, this it is, to happen. This is the dream. Like, was
1: and uh, they bring in Patrick Corbin. He was pitching on the bullpen all the time.
2: Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, they're even
1: bringing in a stud against me. Respect. <laughs> 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 and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, He throws me a first-pitch
2: curveball. I swung, and I was, like, four days ahead of it. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I'm just laughing.
1: (laughs) He throws me another one. Even better, I take it. I'm like, yep, gotcha now. now.
3: He's, like, grinning at me. I'm like, yep, I gotcha now. And then he throws me a heater, bro. And my eyes
1: lit up, dude. It looked like a beach ball coming in. It was, like... Belt high, my favorite spot, kinda of middle in, and I took the biggest hack I could and I broke my back and ground out the short
0: That is still the funniest story
2: though. <laughs> I yeah. almost breaking your legs. Hey, you know what? Sounds like a good
0: time to me. Huh? Oh what? Call failed, hold on. Son of a bitch. What the hell? Where are you getting calls from? Uh, long story. I'm getting random phone calls.
3: Uh, technical difficulties
0: yeah, yeah. welcome technical to the podcast life
3: <laughs> I'm like oh no they didn't like my story yeah. <laughs> no
0: I just got done saying I love the story, yeah, it was a great story. <laughs> um, so let's kind of fast forward uh, to right after high school senior year get drafted by the Mets um, you also college was also an option correct big option yeah uh, was it Florida Atlantic
1: Florida Atlantic, FAU, yeah, down in Boca.
0: Um, so like people have this argument all the time. So, you know, was it a full was it a full ride?
1: Uh it was. Um the scholarship they gave me was like along the lines of like ninety percent. And then with like whatever like academic stuff I qualified for, whatever, um it ended up being a full ride. It came out to a full ride for me, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So like people have this discussion all the time, you know. Does the guy go to college, then go to the pros? Does the guy go to the pros, go to co- like go to college afterwards if it doesn't work out? So kind of like, what was your process with that? Because you had both options right there.
1: Yeah, definitely. I actually had three options, so I I softly committed uh, to Santa Fe Community College, um, which was in Gainesville, and uh, they they're, they've been known to be a pretty solid community college in the town. And uh, so I had three options. I had, you know, three three to four years of college at FAU. I had one year of college at Santa Fe, or I could just go pro. And, um, you know, I remember in the whole senior year didn't go the way I wanted. Um, you know, I ended up kind of hurting my shoulder a little bit. And, you know, at one point, I started the year pretty hot. and I was throwing, I was touching – Fours and fives, you know, for the first time in my life, like really doing everything I thought was going to set me up to be uh, an early to mid round guy, not, you know, not first round, but, you know, just by talking to people, like somewhere between the earliest, maybe late second, but really, realistically, anywhere from like three to seven rounds. And I'm like, dang, okay, I'm going to make more money than I've ever made in my life, like just, you know, mentally buying cars in my head
3: and all this <laughs> stuff, you know, you can do at 18, bro. And, um, uh, yeah, I ended up getting hurt, and I was lost in my fastball. I remember just kind of getting worn down. I threw a ton of innings.
1: I was throwing like 86, 85, and you know, still pitching really well. And We went to regionals for the first time uh, in like 20-something years at our high school, and I was one of two seniors at the time, so I was kind of you know the leader of the team and uh, kind of put the team, tried to put the team on my back. It was trying to get us to the dance, and um, so I pitched more than I probably should have, um, Meaning, you know, trying to propel me into um, the draft and be healthy for the draft, come showcase time, come, uh, you know, those final impressions you're trying to leave on scouts. Um, so they were just, they knew I could pitch, but they didn't, they knew obviously someone was up if I didn't have my fastball all of a sudden. Uh, so I ended up slipping into the 12th, which is so better than, you know, not getting drafted at all, so no, mm-hmm. I'm not complaining at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, at that time, I was getting offered like a hundred grand, and I just felt like I was worth more than that. Um, I still do, but uh, yeah, well. you know, I, I said no to a couple teams actually in the eleventh and tenth. I'm um, still offering the same amount. Um, I remember I think the Red Sox called me and I in like the eighth, and they offered me a hundred grand in the eighth, and I was like, no,
2: like, yeah, that's below the slot. Give me, I, give
1: me, I was like two hundred, and I'll sign. And they're like, no, and I was like.
2: 175 and I'll sign <laughs> they called back like oh we
3: can't do it and I'm like alright whatever I'm not signing. wow you know a couple of rounds they the 10th got a bunch of teams called the 10th
1: and they offered it 100 grand I was like give me 175 and I'll sign no one would give it to me so whatever I guess I'm going to school and um, that 12th round came around it was like speed round man it was like bang 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 picks just happening real quick and my phone I'm not kidding I had phone calls from the Rays the Yankees the Mets the Marlins um, I believe the Diamondbacks and whatever, the Rockies were the other team. All calling at the same time. All their picks were coming up. And I actually said yes to Miami, um, except they did not pick me. I oh. said yes. I Miami's call and I said yes, I will sign. You take me on this pick. They did not take me that pick. Okay. So then I called the Mets back and I said. I was like, yes, Rob. And they're like, hey, we want to take you this next pick. Will you sign for hundred grand on this next pick? And I said, yeah, you take me and I'll sign. And there was like a pause on the computer. And because like, oh, the Mets pick is. And there was a pause. And you can hear very faintly in the background. Uh, obviously, we had turned up real loud in our living room. You could hear that guy kind of coming in. He goes, Waylon, Waylon, we'll sign. And so they said, Wayland Robert, or whatever. And I was wow. like, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's not with the Mets. You obviously I grew up loving, if anyone knows me, my, my family's from Queens, like I mentioned. So grew up a huge Mets fan. So even though I wanted to kind of go to school for the money, um, I, how do you say no nope, to your favorite team growing up? they just drafted mm. you. And then, like I said, we talked about earlier, moving down, everything kind of coming together, the whole story. I was like, you know, it just, it made too much sense. just a sign. Um, but for me, like, school, my, my whole take on it is, you know, you can always go to school. You know, I mm-hmm. understand that importance of school. School is extremely important, um, you know, the way they do it with me. So I sign. I get my signing bonus. And then I also get, um, I think it was like 60 grand I have in my name for college once I'm done playing. They pretty much match whatever money your school is offering you. Oh, you wow. know what I mean? So... Uh, God forbid I was to get her early on, or still, if I get hurt and I can't play no more. Uh, once I officially retire, I have up to two years to start going to school and start using that money. And if I don't, I lose that money. So it's also like a way to light a fire under your butt once you are done yeah. playing to do not just hang around and do nothing. Getting it's cool. like, hey, no, yeah. you got two years to go use it. If not, it's gone. You know, I'm not saying you have to get whatever done in two years, but you have up to two years to start using that money or that's it. So it's a good motivator, man. Like I said, you can always go back to school. Uh, my thing is that like, you go to college, you never know, bro. If, you're, if your dream is to play professional baseball, that is your dream like it was mine, I want to get my foot in
3: the door as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to get it with the best coaching as possible. I don't want to, you know, risk it. You know, going to college, getting hurt, not being able to play, risking it, going to
1: college, not doing good enough to get drafted. You know, whatever it might be. There's so many different scenarios. I just wanted to get my foot in the door and give it my best shot, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, like, the other point I have is like, and maybe it's a dumb take, but like, say I'm offered five hundred grand, right? People turn down ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah,
3: they do. What,
1: what, <laughs> what job are you going to get after college that you're going to be guaranteed five hundred grand? yeah name me a job that
2: you're 500 grand you're uh, teaching now. yeah
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't think
1: of one so like, I, I just
3: made money
2: drug dealer
1: away. And then, like, yeah. you, have a, you have to play a couple years um, to earn that bonus so like you know you can't just sign and then play one year and be like okay I'm done I'm retiring because then you gotta pay that money back like you actually have to play a few years to keep that money oh, okay. uh, I've seen that happen when someone retired early and then had to pay back that money but uh so it's like dude it's a win-win for you and then god forbid it doesn't work out you can go to school so that that's always been my thought on it but i've never knocked anybody that wanted to go to school i I get it i respect it but that's just where i stood with it all
2: yeah it seems like uh, i did not know that they actually um will pay for your school afterwards if they if they grab you out of high school that seems like a pretty good setup
1: I mean, they want you to play, right? So, yeah. it's like, what do they? What can they do? What's what's the argument? It's like, hey, I want education. Okay, well, you know, talk to your parents, hey, Mister Mister Whalen, uh, we're going to offer you a hundred grand, your son a hundred grand to play, and then by the way, we're going to pay for his school.
3: Yeah, just
2: in case. It's like, you, okay, well, what argument do you have then? You have none. Yeah, you can't really you can't do better than that. You honestly. don't have
1: none. So. You know, that's how they get you in there, and uh, it worked for me. And like I said, everyone's path is different, uh, but that was the path I decided to take, and it got me to
2: the big leagues. Now. Yeah, and, yeah. It's in, and, and like a lot of guys that I've met that got drafted in the later rounds, you know, say, "Oh, well, I'm going to go to college and bet on myself." And you know, even though obviously, if you get drafted in the later rounds, you're probably, you know, you're you're probably not going to get the kind of chances that somebody got grabbed in the first round are going to get. But like you said, you could go to college and, and hurt yourself, you know, or go to college and and not even and not perform well or not get the playing time that you want, and all of a sudden you, know, you you're going to sit there, you know, as a, as a 25 year old saying, oh, you know, I had a shot to play big league ball or or pro ball, um, and I passed it up and and I screwed myself. Yeah, um, like
1: I said, man, if, if your dream, like the end goal, end all be all, is to play major league baseball. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever wanted to do. When people would ask me growing up, what do you want to be? A major league baseball player. A mm-hmm. major league baseball player. That's all I ever said. Never said a fireman. It was major league baseball player. Mm-hmm. So, when that
2: was offered in front of me to be a professional baseball player and start my path to possibly doing that one day, Kelly, yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah, it's absolutely I'm taking it. Silly like, to pass up. That's all that I up. wanted to do.
1: So why would I why would I go to school and do 3 4 years of stuff I'm not interested in when what I'm interested in is right now. It's right in front of my face. Yeah, and I and I, I'm going to get paid to go do it. And a hundred grand's is going to change my life. You know, everyone always yeah. said I want life changing money. Yeah, well, a hundred grand at that point at eighteen changed my freaking life. <laughs> so,
2: Heck yeah, Rob was a high roller, baby.
3: You know, you know i blew it all real
2: quick but <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's being 18 you know you got yeah, yeah you know just being young and dumb and just just thinking you're a billionaire when you only have two zeros in your bank account but, uh, it's, it's cool
1: man you know and uh you know I'm, I'm proud of what i was able to do yeah
0: um we are too one one thing <laughs> that i got from that that i thought was pretty cool too that i didn't know before is like it's basically like a betting war before they draft you. So Yeah, I didn't you,
2: know you could you had so
0: much leverage. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know like they call you and say, Look, we'll take you if you sign right now. Like they I don't know, Man. They don't know But I think for me, my in general was like so
1: this is where like you get like agents and like, you know, young high school prospects get caught in this this trap with scouts constantly hounding you. So when you're going through the whole like senior year process and even late during your year, if you're good enough, like scouts go like, okay, what's your number? And basically nice. they want to know what you want to sign for. What is your what is your bottom line number that you will sign for? Me, the whole time I said I don't have one.
2: And that well, you should have shot high, Rob. Scouts. Damn it! <laughs> Furiated
3: scouts. I want Uber money. Give them a number. Yeah. I had a uh, I had a Houston Astro
1: scout. I'll never forget it a guy that I really liked, and I know he liked me. He was at all of my games, and uh, I remember him asking me in person after a game. He goes, so have you come up with a number yet? And I said, I said, sir, I don't have a number. And he just looked at me, and I said, I don't have a number because I don't want to put a number on what I think I'm worth. Like, I'm going to let my play do the talking, and if you offer me something and I think it's good enough, I'll take it. I'm not here to make a million dollars. I'm not trying to do that.
3: Um mm. uh, I just want to play and I want to be
2: paid respectfully for that, you know. Yeah. And he was like,
1: okay, well, thank you. I will just tell the scouts or I'll tell the, you know, our GM that you're undraftable
2: then. Wow.
1: And I said, said What well, wow. I don't understand. That doesn't make me undraftable. You can draft me. I'm not, That's I don't incredible. get that. I will, I would probably sign. I said, you take me in the second, third round, just pay me what you should be paid in the second or third round. Whatever it is, you know your yeah. slot
2: number. I know that they have they have certain numbers for certain slots, and I would yeah, I would you have, think you have
1: a slot number that's you know uh, you know an amount that's you know designed for that specific pick, huh. and that's all I kind of wanted. I said I don't have a number, I don't have a an end all be all because anything can change, and they just took that as I wasn't giving them enough information, so I was undraftable.
0: Well, fuck that guy and fuck the Astros. I thought the
1: whole process was dumb. So, like, that's how scouts, like, um, you know, kind of pressure kids into saying numbers and things like that, that they're just, they don't really know what the hell they're saying. Yet another reason for me to hate the
2: goddamn Astros. Yeah, fuck those (laughs) guys. Fuck those guys. Yeah, man, I could, who knows, I could be part of that, that run, I could be part of that World Series, so, you know. So. Hey, you just didn't give him a fucking number, Rob, man, that's your fault, yeah, right? should I have mean, just, mm, my butt,
0: but she no, just said just, Uber no. money. Yeah. Bro, I, I'm gonna say this, man,
1: being honest in, in this business, uh, it seems to
0: get you nowhere, so, yeah. uh, you know, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying that, but I,
1: it's just, it is what it is, man, so I, I've been too nice to people sometimes in this business, and you know, you live and learn, bro, yeah. you live and learn, and, uh. Yeah, so that, it was cool. My situation was a little different, man. I got to kind of barter with some of the, with these teams when they're like, you know, because they don't want to take you and you not sign. They want to make sure you're available. So they're like, hey, if we give you 100, would you sign? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, I'll sign. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I don't know if everyone's been like that because I know like
1: some guys can get like pre-draft deals, but that's like high rollers. That's like a first
0: yeah. five picks. Sure. So I only got a couple more uh, baseball-related questions. Uh, kind of a lighter one. Since being drafted... Do you have like a closest friend that you've made, uh, like in, in the profe- in baseball? So since you've been drafted, um, I know that you kind of keep your circle. It seems pretty small. I feel like you you small, talk yeah. more uh, with the kids that you went to school with in Stroudsburg more than uh, the kids you you went to school with and stuff. But since you've been drafted, because you know you're with those guys all the time.
3: Yeah, I mean, no, for sure. Um, for me. I would say I wouldn't – I don't have any um, – that sounds terrible. I don't really have any friends that I really <laughs> – in, um,
1: in professional baseball. Um, there were some along the way that I got really close with, um, you know, in the low levels that you know, I ended up getting released or getting traded. You know, I've been traded twice. Uh, I've been around a lot of guys that come and go. Um, I've come and go, honestly, you know, things like that. So with so much movement and so much unpredictability, it's hard to really make – true relationships like that and plus it's a competition man you know everyone could say it's not but it's dog, those guys will stab you in the back at any chance they can
3: mm. um,
1: not saying everyone's bad like that that's not what I'm saying but um, it's hard sometimes to trust people I know I've had trouble trusting people in the game mm. um, because you know that unknown factor like what's what's their intentions behind trying to get to know shit on me you know what I mean um, but I would say my best friend I knew him before um He's, you know, he's a big league pitcher with the Phillies. I met him, you know, at travel ball here in Florida, Zach Eflin. He's one of my best friends in all of baseball, Uh, for
2: sure. Dude's a stud. Um, We throw together every single day. We work out together every
1: single day. You know, he's been killing it the last few years, just doing his thing over there. He's a stud. Um, You know, so we're kind of on two different ends of the spectrum right now in our careers. Um, I'm trying to hang on and kind of right the ship a little bit. Uh, He's just
3: blasting off in into space because he won like 10 plus games this year man yeah. Um, so yeah there's definitely there's definitely relationships and there's a lot of teammates
1: I respect um, you know, a lot of teammates that I look forward to seeing every year uh, but no one that I've really been too close with I
2: you said say. you said you got to know uh, James Paxton a little bit right you said you were you were locker James mates Paxton, for,
1: for sure yeah he was yeah. my uh, locker mate back to back years um, my first two years with Seattle in spring training um, you know I interacted with a little bit you know my first year, I was a little timid. My first—that was my first ever big league camp. So I didn't say a whole lot to people. Um, he was—he was a little more quiet than he was last year, but he was—he was always nice to me. Um, you know, I went into spring training that first year out of shape. You know, kind of hurt, and um, you know, my whole story with my depression, anxiety stuff—that uh, was the heart of it. That's where I was really kind of struggling in life, and I uh, wasn't prepared for that camp at all. So uh, it was hard to kind of get to know anybody because I was doing terrible, and I just was in my own funk and uh, just didn't really talk to anybody but that second year last year man I got to know James a little bit better and um really kind of you know looked out for me at times you know he studied some of my film, especially when things were going well he really gave me tips uh, on how to approach things I asked him a lot more questions I asked you know Felix and all these guys more questions um and I'll just be myself. And so getting to know James, man, yeah, I, th- I think he's an awesome human being. Uh, he's one of the better pitchers I've ever gotten to see live. Um, just the way he competes, dude, and the way he prepares himself for each start is top-notch. And yeah. uh, I think any Yankee fan you know, who, who's doubting him shouldn't because uh, he is the real deal. And I think Yankee fans are going to quickly, quickly fall in love with
2: him. Yeah, we're excited about him. Yeah. I, I He's going to be your stud. Oh, he's a stud, brother. Um, I mean, that that guy is no header,
3: bro, in uh, Toronto of all, all, of all places. Oh, yeah. Because he's Canadian. Big, Big mate, mate we call
1: yeah. Him. Um yeah, you know, I think one of his, his last two pitches were like ninety nine and one hundred miles an hour, dude. And yeah. it's just he's a big boy, big strong guy, man, and he's got electric stuff. So Excellent. I'm excited for him to have a great opportunity over there. Good and, to hear. You know, hopefully compete okay. for a World Series, and uh, I'm just I'm excited to see him do his thing over there.
3: Oh yeah. Um.
0: So you've you've mentioned about how you've been traded uh, twice, and you've you've literally I think been at every stage. Of baseball from rookie ball all the way up to the bigs so kind of just talk like what explain the different levels because i don't think people understand how difficult you know life is for a minor leaguer and then you kind of get spoiled when you know you make it to the bigs because they live such a luxury like even the travel is isn't as bad but then like you go back down to even triple a like there's such that there's such a huge difference so like, what, what what about the like? Let people know like about the different stages like because you've literally seen it all and you've been, you've been traded. So like it differs from team to team as well.
1: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's different. Um, professional baseball is so unique and. Um, you, know, you learn a lot bro like there's so many experiences that you go through um you know like in low minors man we're starting out you're in nowhere towns and you're living out of dumpy hotels you know dumpy apartments um so no, no money to your name you know a lot of people don't know that you know minor leaders we, we make no money bro we, we get paid scraps um if you if you break it down to the hours that we spend at the field that we we have to be at the field and things like that we get paid less than minimum wage brother and you know it's tough sometimes um you know to eat you know just pbj's for weeks at a time and um you know try to compete at, at a high level so you can get promoted and do things like that uh but some of those experiences man that's where you you really see a lot of camaraderie with your teammates and you get close to your teammates and you don't really have that the higher levels um you know, I know for me, like, some of the best memories I had in pro ball were in my, you know, high A, double A. Uh, double A had a lot of fun, but even low A. Just some of the things that and I got to go do, man, was just so cool. And Like I said, even though they're small towns, you're getting to see the country, bro. You're all over the place. and um, But going and getting called up and, um, you know, the difference. So not every team is a huge drop-off in triple A. Uh, like when I was with Conet, with the Braves, like, you know, I went from double A, which was, we had a really nice facility in double A, which was uh, a lot of fun, a lot of cool, uh, really cool place to play in Pearl, Mississippi. Um, so that wasn't too bad. I actually enjoyed going to that stadium every day. You know, everyone had it was a huge locker room. Everyone had a place to kind of just go get some alone time if you need to, or um, you know, go go do whatever um, and just get away because it's tough when you're around 25 guys every single day and every minute of every day and yeah. in a tight locker room. So that place was cool. AAA was was awesome. I thought Gwinnett was one of the best minor league parks I played in. Uh, facility again was top notch. Um, it felt like you were kind of in a mini big league stadium or a big league uh, clubhouse. And then getting up to Turner Field uh, was just, it was so, like, I don't know, numbing. I was just like, I felt it was weird because at first I was like, I don't belong here. Like, this is weird. right? you know, <laughs> I'm in across the locker. I'm sitting in my locker and there's, you know, Freddie Freeman across the way and A.J. Prezinski to my left, um, Nick Markakis across from me, um, just guys that, you know, been playing the game for so long at such a high level and all of a sudden you're sharing a locker room with them. You're sharing, you know, a kitchen table with them when you're eating, you know, in the dining room area, you know, things like that. It's like, it's weird, you know what I mean? And then, and, uh, so it took me a little while to get used to that, man. And then, Like, the, the flights, dude. I remember the first plane ride just blew me away. You know, like, obviously you got to wear a suit all of a sudden. You get to Biggers, you got to wear suits on travel day. And, um, you know, it's a chartered flight. So we have our own big Delta plane in uh, in Atlanta. And, um, you know, it's just a cool setup. You got like reclining chairs on one side, a couple like, rows of reclining seats. And like on the other side of the plane, you got like, like booths, like restaurant booths. So guys can like play cards and stuff like that. Um, yeah. and then it gets back into like kind of regular seating, uh, where like the medians some of the, um, the rest of the staff, like training staff, would stay back there. And so because the team was so full at the time when I got called up, I had to stay almost in the media section. Um, There's a couple of flights where I got to stay in some of those reclining seats, you know, where guys give it to me. But, you know, being a rookie, I lied in make any first jump to go get all those reclining seats but uh <laughs> you know, they get on bro and it's just like a feast is being walked back to you you know there you walk on you're handed a Pedialyte, you're handed a bag of chick-fil-a there's people around, like, ba- uh, baskets of like king-size candy bars like whatever you want there's like wings being going around like you have the same four or five stewardess we had them just about every flight and uh, it was just like crazy stuff, and you're like, "This is not real." Like, you're just so pampered, and it's awesome, and you, and you deserve
2: it. You get up there; that's that's part of the perks that you deserve. Um, Chick fil A, uh, It's crazy, man. When, you, it's
3: crazy <laughs> when you go back down
1: to AAA, and, AA and then all of a sudden you can't even get a clubby to wash your clothes the right <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> you could have uh, you, know, you could like have, you have fought. on a sock every time you
1: put your loop in the wash. You could have
0: fought Przinsky <laughs> for his seat, but I don't. know That would have been a tough one. Is Brzezinski uh, weird?
1: So, Przinski, you had
3: Przinski, well, you had me, and then you had Przinski's kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had Przinski. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so funny. Oh, you, you played, you were behind his kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, God. He had a
1: better lock. He had more stuff in his locker than I did. I was like, this kid is so During the summer, he would just hang out with his dad. So uh, That's pretty yeah, cool. He, he, got, he got the life, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, he was towards the tail end there. Yeah, that yeah. was
1: like one of his last year or two. I think he played another year after so after that. that Someone- I've run into him a few times. I ran into him in Seattle uh, this last year when I was up there. He was doing a broadcast. He's broadcasting the game. Uh, we talked for a while. Good dude. Uh, he lives here in Orlando, so eventually I'm going to give him a shout. He actually offered to catch him with my bullpens last year, but
3: I was, I was leaving for Arizona, so really I couldn't do it. So I'll probably reach out to him again this year.
1: Probably go play some golf with him. I know he's a big golf player if he receives
2: my
0: phone calls
3: yeah.
0: there, there was a like a vote like a couple like during the, the height of his career where people said he was the most hated player in baseball <laughs> yeah he was, he was <laughs> eccentric uh, I, I, I didn't know him I don't know him at all Man,
3: that's know. uh, you know, we had an incident where he, he chewed me out one time in Milwaukee, which was cool.
1: Um, just learning from a veteran, but yeah, I mean, he was always really good to me. Uh, but he's definitely a fiery
0: guy for sure. Yeah, that is not a guy I, would, I think I would want to piss off. <laughs> and, uh,
1: not a guy that's been around, oh, he was almost around almost 20 years.
0: Yeah,
1: so, uh, yeah, he earned that right
3: to be a dick if he wanted to be. That's true. <laughs> and,
0: and the last thing I just want to, and you don't have to like elaborate too much, but like. So, obviously, when you get drafted out of high school, I guess you really don't think about the whole... It's a business, you know, and the whole trading aspect. And you've been traded twice. So, like, how does how does that dwell on you? Like, that's got to bring some sort of a burden burden, or, like, bother you in some sort of way because, you know, you're still only 20, 24, 25?
1: Yeah, about turn 25 in seven days.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you're still young. Like, so, to be traded twice and, I mean, you're not even... You know, you're our age, so that's, like, me just picking up and leaving twice. You know, it's not – so, ha- like – I mean, you don't have to elaborate too much, but, you know, kind of explain that because, I mean, that, that blows. I mean, truthfully, it blows.
3: Yeah, it's, it's really tough, man. I've
1: struggled with it um, just just personal level. Like I said, with the things I've had going on, um, you know, on a personal level, and then having to just pick up and uproot yourself. Um, but, you know, when I got trained from the Mets, that was tough. Um, you know because I was like you know you get drafted by your favorite team you play three four years with them you're pretty much I was just at that point kind of becoming a prospect you know making a name for myself um, my first few years I had a lot of success early on um, and then getting traded to the Braves which is always a good thing when you get traded like that man uh, it's good that another team wants you more um, so there's nothing wrong with that but that one hurt a little bit um, and then obviously going to your, the
3: team that you grew up hating you know right? <laughs> hated them but they were also their spring
1: training was in Florida as well which was in Orlando which was even closer so I was literally 10 minutes away you know getting to stay at my house during spring training which was awesome um only getting to be there for a year and a, and a quarter year and some change was kind of tough because I had my I had the best year of my entire career there and uh, I really learned a lot there and I was disappointed to leave um you know, I was really it rattled me a little bit. You know, because I was like, man, like I really was like thinking, okay, this could be my new home. You know, I just got to the big leagues, did did okay for a 22 year old at the time. Um, you know, kill, I was the minor league pitcher of the year for the team, the organization. Um, just really got along with a lot of people, and then was so excited to go back there, being in Orlando again, and. Then I get traded to the furthest place that I could
3: go, which is Seattle. Heck yeah! <laughs> and then oh, spring training in
1: Arizona, which was tough. Just just that distance. I've never been like a homebody or anything like that, but like um, you know, just being far away from your friends and your family, it, it was tough for the first time. And uh, you know, the three-hour difference. So like, even when. You know, even when I was done, I couldn't even, like, call them because, you know, my games would be done at night. I'd get home to my apartment, at, like, 12 o'clock, you know, in the morning or at night. And, um, you know, everyone's sleeping. It's 3 o'clock in the morning here, you know, in Orlando. So it was tough to kind of reach out to anybody especially when things were going poorly. So that was tough because you always kind of felt alone and whatnot. But, uh, you know, yeah, you, you learn the business. The business gets you quick and you know it's 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 you just never know in this game um so it's been tough to bounce around a little bit um i've always done my best to make the most of it um and i feel like i'm adapted well the last year or so with seattle but it, it's definitely a challenge just being so far away
0: yeah um so before we move on to uh, your beloved giants uh, <laughs> yeah hat- just a quick, how do you feel about the, the Hall of Fame voting? Like, you know, Musina gets in, uh, Martinez gets in, Mo unanimous. Mm uh-huh. hmm. So. Mo absolutely deserved it. Uh, that was
1: incredible. I mean, he's despite hating the Yankees growing up, speaking of a like Mario very how can you ever hate anybody like that? Like that dude is an outstanding human being. Um, unfortunately, I've never gotten to meet him. You just hear all these stories from, from ex-teammates, and, and you see him all over, especially now with the Hall of Fame, the focus being on him and getting to be the first unanimous vote. Like, that's awesome, man. He was the best closer ever he's the best pitcher I've ever seen in my lifetime, just as consistent as he was. I mean, he's never speak for himself, man.
3: Yeah. Um, so that was That's awesome. Really great, Obviously yeah. getting to see Edgar Martinez get in there was awesome being around him a little bit the last few years. Um, you know, great dude. Definitely deserves
1: it. Despite the whole DH thing, like, that dude raked, man. And he battled his own issues. You know, he had I – I don't know the whole story, but I know he had, he's had vision issues growing um, you know, most of his life where he's had to train himself just to get his eye back, locked okay. in so he could just function daily, let alone hit a baseball at the highest level and do as well as he did. Um, no doubt, Hall of Famer. Um, actually got him to sign a jersey. I bought a Hall of Fame jersey of his um, – Right before last spring training, and I had him sign it. I was like, dude, you're getting in the Hall of Fame next year. I would love to keep this, you know, in my house. Like, he's all signing, no problem. Uh, so I, that was pretty cool of him. Yeah. Um, Messina, uh I don't remember a whole lot about Mike Lucina, to be honest. Uh, I was he's just caught in the headlines with the Yankees. Yeah, I was a solid player, um, you know, clutching the postseason. But, like, I was asking Zach this question today where um, I was like, man, and this this might be uh, you know controversial. was like who would you rather have in a game seven, Roger Clemens or Mike Mussina?
0: Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mike or uh, Roger Clemens. But
1: I, see, I would love to have. I'd rather have Roger Clemens. And, and I, like, we've talked. When I think Mike Mussina, and maybe this is like this, this is definitely an ignorant comment, but like I don't because I don't know enough about it. But, like, I don't think Mike Mussina Hall of Famer. Like I'm like Mike Mussina. He's a good pitcher, whatever. But Roger Clemens, I'm like Hall of Famer. You know
0: what I mean? Well, we've talked about this before, and take steroids out of it. Obviously, Roger Clemens is still a Hall of Famer. Same, same as Barry Bonds. Like they're still Barry Bonds.
3: I'm a big Barry Bonds
0: fan, and I, they're, they're both they're both Hall of Famers with or without steroids. I mean, that's just. I agree. Um, but the thing is, if you're a douchebag to any of the people, because the media has yeah. the votes. If you if you are just the slightest bit of a douchebag. You're, holding it against you, brother. Yeah, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get their vote, right. and um, that's that's what speaks to Mo even more because that just goes to show you he didn't he didn't piss in anybody's Cheerios at all during <laughs> his time. He and he
2: was like I the thing about Mariano Rivera and I and to speak to the the whole media thing, um, I think as long as writers are in charge of who gets into the Hall of Fame, you're not gonna see Barry Bonds. You're not going to see Roger Clemens. I think that eventually, right. the um, the Hall of Fame. There's a committee that votes in people. Um, you know, for like a lot, like Lee Smith is a Hall of Famer this year. A lot of people don't know that he was. He actually got voted in by the Hall of Fame committee. It Goes the Veterans Committee. Yeah, the Veterans Committee. The Veterans committee. I, yeah. I could see them getting in on that, but I don't think a writer is ever going to to vote for them because, like I said. Because they were douchebags to, to the writers and stuff like that. And the writers, you know, ultimately wound up demonizing them because when it came out about the steroids, it's like, ah, I told you, you know, there was something crappy about that person. But it's... Um, completely, I completely
1: agree. I think uh, I've always had a beef with the way it's been done just as a fan. Uh, I don't think the writers, no knock on writers, man, good or bad, whatever. I mean, I, I respect you. Uh, it's not an easy job, but like...
2: She, she have they, that. Pull. In
1: my mind, who the hell are they to decide who gets in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, you I mean, played a, 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 an inning in your life. You yeah. know,
2: like you know, and when, especially
1: when you ha- you have all these current Hall of Famers come out. Like, yeah, this guy should be a Hall of Famer. It's a shame that he's not. Like, the fact that Pete Rose is not in the
3: Hall of Fame is a joke. I get oh, the yeah. whole ben- on baseball thing, whatever. Like, forgive and forget, move on already. Like the guy, the guy can commentate on Fox. Yeah. And during pro
0: season stuff. He could be involved in the game but you can't put him in a hall of fame. I think that's a joke. Yeah, I think he's paid his he's paid his dues on that, like needs to go. I he hope he polished. gets in before he dies. I will be extremely yeah. pissed. He should, man.
1: That's that's a shame because he was. You watch the tapes again. I was too young. I wasn't even born yet, but he was one of the best baseball players
0: that's ever played. In I game. mean, look yeah. at the fucking numbers. That's all you got to look at. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not true. even yeah,
2: Charlie Hustle, brother. Like people still talk about Pete Rose. Like there's a reason for that. I mean, it's the thing. Like it's the it's the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Guys that writers like. You know what yeah, I mean? That's and what I, I'm saying. You know I could, I could see. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think people are that ticked off about it. Because you know, ultimately, they do have. It's not like they. It's keep,
3: over with. It's done with. Move on already.
2: Yeah, I guess. But you know, I, I could uh, see ultimately that becoming an issue where they, um, they wind up letting the fans decide. You know, like pick two guys a year. The fans get to pick two guys a year who get in. I think and I'll they bet you. Do that. Like,
3: yeah.
1: almost like a last a last chance
2: ballot. Yeah, yeah, and I could and. That, I think, the way that our culture has changed a little bit with regards mm-hmm. to steroids, it's not that big of an issue to people anymore. I could see Bonds and Clemens being the first two guys <laughs> that get in. And then Fred McGriff. Because that's what, you have, correct
1: me if I'm wrong, it's seven years, correct? Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You have yeah. seven years to get in, right? So, Unless you, you know, don't receive like, a certain percentage of votes. Yeah, if yeah, yeah, so you off. want 35%, yeah. then you're off the
3: ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think obviously I think it should be a combination of what you just said with the fan vote maybe or current Hall of Fame members yeah. doing a
1: no vote, whether it's for one guy or two guys a year, whatever. Current Hall of Fame members, the people that you know make it what it is. If they're allowing these people in there, then then uh, you should let them in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That's how I think of it. So if they're like, "Hey, Barry Bonds, we want him in the Hall of Fame," then. Who's to tell these guys that he can't be in there? You know what
2: I mean? Yeah, it's
1: that's, that's how I look at it. You know, Barry Bonds did. His numbers speak for itself. I don't care. That's video and, game and
0: again, numbers. And again,
1: you're going back to a time where it was okay to do steroids.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like he was the only dude doing it. I mean, yeah, the pitchers I mean, he's were, facing you were are doing one, steroids. You were the
1: minority, if you weren't
0: doing it, yeah.
1: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So okay, he was doing what everybody else was doing. It wasn't illegal at the time.
3: He's never he's never failed a test. I don't believe. I've never heard of him failing a test. Nope, never failed a test. Even when, even when they did make it illegal, and he
0: still was gonna. He's never been. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, maybe back then he was using a cheat test. Who cares? You have no no
2: evidence that he did do it. So how can you punish a guy when you can't prove he's guilty? The dude got on got on base sixty percent of the time, like four seasons. If like, somebody walking you with the bases loaded, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: You're, you're, you're pretty freaking good. That's yeah, still you, the greatest.
0: Transcended steroids. Right? I've yeah. never <laughs> seen anyone else do it since then. No. 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 I've
1: never
0: seen it. So, nope. I mean, that, that's like one of the most inc- – I still like – I was just young when Bonds' career finished up. But I mean, he was the most feared hitter I think the game's ever seen. Well, I remember him like hitting a home run on a check swing broken back. Like that yeah.
2: Like, legendary shit that you never hear about anymore. Something that God himself
0: might not even be able to do. Yeah, honestly, like if (laughs) Jesus came down here.
1: Just pure swings I've ever seen. Yeah. If I was a lefty hitter and I had size like him, he is who I would try to emulate.
2: Yeah. And you know what? If he played in Yankee Stadium, he'd have 800 home runs. He'd have more than that. I think I
1: just saw the highlight there today of him hitting that one home run. uh, at
0: Yankee Stadium, that upper deck job. Yeah. Just like... It's just so dumb, he He mean, was all about... Uh, uh, Turn and burn, baby. Well, and, uh, <laughs> what is that called? What? Launch choke- angle. Launch angle. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's oh, a big yeah. launch
3: angle guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, because he used to choke up, though. He used to have his knob taped up. He'd choke up. He used a small bat. Yeah. And he yeah. used to
2: be so quick inside and just put the barrel around. Right like, he was, you like, see, swatting the ball. That thing about... He, I, he I know people face. are like, oh, you know, he used a 32-inch bat. I don't think... I think he used, like, a 33 or a 34-inch bat but he was so damn big that it looked like a friggin' toothpick. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, That's he had a true. normal size bat, but he was not a normal size person. He was bro, just I'm you, I picked
1: up some of the bats some of these
2: guys use, man. They're it's, huge. It's, I don't know how they swing. Yeah. They're like 34, 35. <laughs> They're like a 34, 32 and a half, 33 and a half. You know, what?
0: I when I was up there, I was swinging I had a, a custom sand bat. I was swinging a 34, 31 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I
1: was
3: like, damn, these guys are swinging like logs, bro. Yeah. I, if yeah. I
0: had to feel yeah. one bat that that a player used, it'd be Alfonso Soriano's. Oh, dude, actually, Petron. Six-inch bat, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that would that. Whenever I'd watch him swing, it looked like it. His swing seemed slow, very but slow. He yeah. just got to the ball at it's the right t- like in the zone, bro. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was you know who yeah. swings a big bat? Altuve, and that's another yeah. situation.
2: It might be another <laughs> situation where <laughs> it's the opposite. Situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's really small, so he's using <laughs> a normal-sized bat. <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, yeah, he's a yeah, stud though but it looks really big to me i don't oh, know dude, unreal. i mean i have a, i have a
1: bunching bat like i got from the mets it's is weird. that real <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, I, I think you can use in the game i know it's kind of a training bat that's fine it's a regular bat you know regular wood bat but it's 39 inches they're 40 inches
2: whoa and it just has a massive barrel and on it it just says get it down yeah god <laughs> god help you if you uh if you have trouble getting it down then you have to swing the damn thing and look like an asshole but
1: i i mean i have fucked around with it and like taking hacks you know during me doing it and you don't launch the ball with it but anything
3: inside that thing's snapping yeah out. <laughs> like a no question. all
0: right so let's go on to some football uh, i don't have too much football because unfortunately there's not much to talk about with the giants uh yeah. Yeah, 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 Not much good anyway. <laughs> so, um, obviously, big-time Giants fan, as you said, uh, from New York, your family yeah, and everything. Yeah. So, obviously, bad year. Um, but solid. Eli's numbers were good. Okay? They're always good. They were solid. They were solid. Um, so, what do you think that they have to do to make it back to the top of the division? Because it's not like their team is a complete clusterfuck. Like, they have a lot of talented players. It's just... Their offensive line, for one, is dog they, shit. Yeah, they got to protect you uh, That's That's bro, the bottom I line. I think that's
1: the most frustrating thing is we aren't, like, far off. We have good damn players on our team. Like, we got some good players on both sides of the ball. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's just infuriating to watch because I grew up, you know, where I was really starting to lock in on football was those two giant Super Bowl rugs, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's
3: when I was, like, I love football. <laughs> I was very fortunate to start watching at that time. Well, not start watching, but really be invested
1: at that time. And we always won up front, whether it was on defense or offense. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a great run stopping defense. You could not run on us. Yeah, the Our deep, pass defense was always
2: solid. That defense always won those Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean. Tom Brady,
3: the story of that was, we sacked him what four times? Yeah, or whatever it was? yeah. He we can he get to the, get the quarterback. Control. I
1: haven't seen a true pass rusher on New York Giants. Man, no, since like Justin Tuck.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean
1: was JPP, but who knows? Because blew his hand up. But like <laughs> he we had did so blow his hand we up. We do did that all the time, oh, and now yeah. we haven't seen anybody. You know, one of my favorite players was Michael Strahan. You know, easy one to be a favorite of, but like I just loved him just sacking the heck out of
0: the quarterback, bro. And yeah, Well, and the Giants went know, from him. Years. They went from him to Humanura to Tuck. Like they you literally just never stopped. It was like a factory, bro. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were just produced. And and then before that, like you had Lawrence Taylor. Like they had guys that were just like it was just like a rotating door. Like all right, Strahan's done. Here's Humanura. Yeah. Oh, Umanura's done. Here's. And they had Antonio Pierce uh, on that uh, team if like If you can't believe it,
1: we had all three of those guys on the
0: same line at once. Yeah. yeah. I mean they the, the, had talk you and your
1: and Strahan at,
0: at one time. The, all playing the, right. the same I team. I mean the Giants we just, were a problem back in
3: uh, those years it was when so they, much fun to watch, Because you
0: never felt like you were out of any game.
3: Yeah. You
1: always felt like there was a way to come back. You know, you had a young up and coming quarterback, you know, kind of really, you know, heading his stride in his career.
2: And now it's and, the opposite. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I'm gonna say this: I've never really
1: been. You can ask a lot of my friends. I've never really been a big Eli Manning fan. Uh, always respecting him. Always thought he was a very good quarterback. But like,
2: I'd rather take Aaron Rodgers on my team. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. I try
3: to oh yeah. Some of
2: those guys. On I think team. a lot of a lot of teams would take Aaron. Well, what about? You know what
0: I mean, well, later. what about Philip Rivers? You could have had him. <laughs> I just don't like Philip Rivers. I oh,
2: like, how do you No, he, like, spaz, I don't like
3: Philip Rivers. Spaz attack, those the ball.
0: Yeah, but the, the funniest thing is on his spaz attacks, he doesn't curse.
3: He <laughs> does, like, because he's such he's oh, such heck. like he's
0: such a man of God, and I'm not <laughs> even there kidding you. you. you I'm not yeah, I'm not even kidding you. Like there was a there was a they had him mic'd up and he's like freaking screaming frickin'. <laughs> at his teammate and he's like, golly, what the like like just screaming like every non curse word. Yeah, man.
1: And, and when you yeah when you watch him on the field, he's like throwing his own fits. You think he's f
2: bombing this and f bombing yeah. that. He's "Gosh this. darn it, golly." Yeah,
0: it's it's the funniest thing. Little sticks, like, uh, man. He's almost he can almost field his own fucking football team. He's yeah. got like nine kids. It's, so he's yeah. got Nine or ten, man.
3: God yeah. bless him. God bless him. <laughs> hell yes. Um, Holy hell. He, yeah, I,
0: guess, I don't know. I just.
1: Phillip Rivers, whatever. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, definitely, you know, back to your question, man. Like, yeah, we start winning up front. Um, the offensive line definitely played better that second half once we picked up Jamon Brown, uh, right guard. Uh, you know, he was a starter in LA in 2017, and then he came in this year. And I think he was suspended in the first couple games, and he lost his job because of that, not because he couldn't play. You know, he's just, hey, we got a guy, he's killing it right now, and you we were suspended, so see you later.
0: And they got rid of Flowers. And he, yeah, we Finally. picked
1: him up, dude. Yeah. Finally, got flowers. He was just atrocious. Um, he's, you know, you, you know who the pick right after Eric Flowers was.
2: I don't. That's right. No, I don't.
1: Todd Gurley.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. They got Gurley. Yeah, but you're Gurley, you're set at running back, though. Eric yeah, flowers. yeah. That's that's another right. thing that how bad that offensive line was, and Saquon Barkley still had like an absolutely outstanding season. Awesome.
3: You know. uh, he's my man crush. And, and the the crazy thing
0: is. Your boy, our boy, Leon, Cowboys fan, says Zeke is so great. Zeke had one of the best offensive lines for the last how many years? Yeah. Saquon had one of the worst lines. Terrible. Exactly. And he's still been And he absolutely dominated. Yeah. Like
3: yeah.
2: It he was, was, He was the only reason to watch the, the Giants some days. That last game I went to, I got to see him have two bigger runs in person,
1: man. And it was just, dude, I just, it was something of beauty. I could watch taxed. that guy run the ball every play and I don't care. He's a freaking leader. passes to him, but if you hand him the ball, I just want to see him do his thing, bro. Yeah. He's a
0: house. Well he, he is a
1: house. Man.
2: Here's a question yeah, the, for the Giants. The most you know.
1: important thing to me bro and I and I you know, it's easier to say it now, hindsight twenty twenty, but I swear I called it bro. Me and uh, my buddy Ben Klepping were talking about it off those shows, were local. Um, yeah. you know, he came out with these these workout videos right before the season started right after the draft. And he was like deadlifting like
2: 1,000 freaking pounds, uh-huh. whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Up, and he's walking with it, like the trap bar. Yeah, he's a legend at Whitehall. Up, yeah.
3: yeah, walking up like this massive
2: steep driveway, whatever the hell it was.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Just walking up with it and then drops it at
1: the top. And I'm like, dude, grip strength. He's
3: no unbelievable. way that
1: dude fumbles the ball. I yep. dare you to get the ball out of that dude's hand. There's no <laughs> way. Yeah. There's no way. So what's he do, it goes on and doesn't fumble one time. I was like, that's unreal.
2: That dude is unbelievable. Yeah. Here's a, the question for the Giants, though that I, that I'm going to be interested in to see these next couple of years is obviously do they go grab a quarterback or yeah, do they try to do they have to at some point, but do they do they try to to beef up the offensive line through the draft or do you do you go out and grab the best
0: quarterback that you can early in the draft That's, like this year? So like yeah. yeah, who are they drafting this year first round? Because you got a good pick.
1: So yeah, we got six pick. Um, here's my thing. Everyone's okay.
0: saying Haskins. Haskins is definitely, I think, because he's, this quarterback
3: class, you know, I don't follow a lot of college football, which might be like a sin, but I don't,
0: I don't either. Yeah, we
3: don't. um, But just kind of paying
1: a little bit attention and doing a little bit of research um, and just kind of seeing everyone else's opinion as well. Um, This quarterback class doesn't seem to be so hot. You know, everyone's not really loving this quarterback class.
0: It's like him and Um, Will Greer. Yeah, there's there's Uh, two quarterbacks that I like. And the dude from Duke dude
2: there you go Daniel Jones I like Daniel Jones
1: um and I like Haskins. You know, I was a big Baker fan last year. Can't believe he went number one last year. But, like, I love those guys. I like players like that. But Jones is a big dude. I think he also – I think they just came out a story. He also has been coached by Eli's coach, Eli Payton's coach, growing up. Um, so they're very similar. And just, just his athleticism, you know, I don't need a quarterback that's going to, you know, run around like, you know, like Cam Newton did for a couple years or Mike Vick. I just need a guy like Russell Wilson.
0: Aaron Rodgers, those guys that can just extend the play. Mitch Trubisky. Give yourself a few extra seconds to
3: let your playmakers, like Evan
1: Ingram, who's one of the fastest tight ends in the league, like Saquon Barkley once he gets out in the flat or, you know, a seam up the middle, whatever. And then you got Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard. You know, Sterling Shepard, I think, is one of the most underrated number two receivers in the league, you know, because he doesn't get fed as well. But he goes off, man. He's. He's always catching the ball, dude. No, oh, yeah, he's you know, good. Those guys out there with a couple extra seconds to you know, do their thing and get away, get some separation. It's it's game over, bro. It's game over. But like all these guys, they look like they're covered all the time because Eli's getting
2: harassed because yeah. he's got no time. He's got to throw the ball way sooner than he wants to. And, and also, if he gets outside
3: the, out the, the pocket, he's always catching slings. Yeah. yeah man. It's the quickest
1: way to get the ball in his hands because they don't have time for him to go run a dig or go run, you know, whatever, and get out there and make a play. He has not enough time.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. I think the that it's I don't know. Greer came out today and said that he's the he's the best quarterback in the draft, but I think it's you ha- say. He I say I think Haskins is a, if I had to pick one, he'd be my guy, and then I, I, like Haskins, I and like then I go with Jones. Bet. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Haskins, Jones, Greer
1: so yeah so I think we'll we'll, we'll probably end up with Haskins I know I saw some where Gettleman he he swears he only takes the best part of the draft at those picks Um, you know if they don't love Haskins I can see them maybe going
0: D tackle yeah well they Uh, trade I don't know who that'd be
3: or even an end I don't know who that'd be maybe that I've seen that Ed Oliver kid Um, yeah I don't know who you'd get there
1: Um, only because like I said we don't have a pass rush uh, we traded away Snacks Harrison for a fourth or fifth rounder. I thought it was the worst trade I've
0: ever seen. Yeah, stupid trade. Uh, I agree. Had to get, I thought when we made that trade, I thought, okay, this is it. We're going
3: to rebuild. We're going to get guys. We're going to dump salary. We're going to do some cool things. And they didn't but do we, shit. We,
0: we
1: traded Eli Apple and
3: that was it. I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then, and then he's, the GM comes
1: out. He's bashing our defense. And that's why we had such a bad year. It's like, well, you traded you got rid of them. one of the best tackles in all of football.
0: Yeah. You literally just traded them away. So what do you mean? You
1: traded away your best defensive player. So yeah, what do you, what do you expect, bro?
0: Yeah, um, I didn't understand the Snacks trade.
1: It was weird to me. It was very weird to me. Um, but it is what it is. And then like the whole thing, like you said, talking about maybe stacking a line. My thing is I'm cool with that. That's what I would want. But I also look at it like this way. Which... Who was one of the last, uh, you know, tackles or whatever, to really come in first year and make such a big impact?
0: Yeah, not online. many. Well, well, like, well, Nelson, Quentin Nelson.
1: Yeah, but did he really have that great of a
0: year? He's an All-Pro, first-team All-Pro. All-Pro. I'm not saying
1: he had a bad year, but like you know,
0: I mean, he total. I mean, I think that he was change. he was an influential part of the Colts' run this year.
1: You think? You think so? I do. Okay. okay.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I right, because, uh, so, I mean. You, 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 if you're going to take him at
1: six or the first couple,
3: you got to make sure you're hit and well, you're, you're connected with those players. Well, that's, not, like, but the
0: thing is with Quentin Nelson, bombs. the thing with Quentin Nelson is he was, everybody knew that he was going to be what he was. Like, that, that's they, I mean, they, they know, were 100% knew that he was going to be the guy that he was. So, like, I understand what you're saying. And, and you can get good offensive linemen late in the draft, too. Sure, you
3: can.
0: Just like a running back.
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: we got Will Hernandez last year at UTEP. I like him. Oh yeah, he's good. I think he's gritty. He's a badass. I I love that pick. He struggled at times, but he had a solid year. You no, know, not all pro, but he had a solid year. I think he's gonna be a good player for us down the road. Um, we have to re-sign Jamon Brown. I'm hoping we do. Um, you know, our center, you know, uh, Jalapio. He broke his ankle the first week or second week, but he had a really good preseason. So, maybe we'll sign some guys. I don't know who's out there. We overpay for solar in my opinion, but you have to at that point in time. Um, he didn't play so well, but he's also kind of carrying that line on his own. So, we'll see. It'd be interesting, but I definitely think we'd take Haskins. I think you just got to get a guy, and I think it's going to be similar like Eli's situation in 04. We had Kurt Warner, and then uh, he was the starter that year, and Eli just kind of sat in that by the – seventh eighth week you know warner wasn't
3: cut anymore she's so bringing the kid man yeah and he never he never turned it back over so i'm thinking that's the same situation it'll, it'll be
0: all right so before we continue so you're going to call leon but before we continue uh unfortunately my counterpart over here has to leave master so, Splinter's got to
2: go yeah <laughs> yes I, m- I must return to my uh my adult activities unfortunately oh,
3: well,
2: yes it's, right. it's a little unprofessional interview about listen this. guy all right i want to hear it <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy
3: you go enjoy
2: your day. i just want you to know that i just used zach's child's extra sketch to draw a huge dick
0: that so. looks like a fallopian that looks like <laughs> fallopian tubes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's not my best work, but no, I baby, tried. I expect like nothing
2: less. That, <laughs> Robbie, I love you. I'll see you soon, buddy. I love you too, buddy. I'll see you. Live action. All right, so Hi, you,
0: you want me to call Leon and we can throw him on the. We'll just merge the call. Yeah, I'll throw
2: him on there.
0: Throw my tattoo partner on there. All right. Leon Freely, come on down. Let's add him on here. <clears throat> Hopefully, he answers. Five. Not looking good.
3: Five.
0: Oh. He didn't answer.
3: He didn't answer.
0: No. He wanted-
3: Hold on a second. I'll add him. <laughs> He doesn't answer my call, then It's a
0: shame. He'll call back.
1: Old man might have fell asleep.
0: He'll call back. Yeah, well, he could have fallen asleep, taking a nap. Yeah, you know, he works hard at the township. Yeah. Works
3: very, very hard. Here, I'll okay, it one shot. Here we go.
1: Let's
0: see. Leon Fraley. <clears throat> this podcast running on. Probably going to get a two-hour episode here.
1: Or so. so we'll just have to call
0: back. I'm sure he'll call back. <laughs> it's all good. Alright, so um last football question, Super Bowl prediction. So who do you think's winning? ah oh, man. I don't know. I'm pretty
3: I was pretty disgusted with how this weekend went despite awesome two games in the
1: in overtime. Saints should have been in there. I'm cool with anybody winning, honestly. I, I just didn't want to see New England get back in there. I have no beef with New England. I actually love Tom Brady. I think he's literally the GOAT. Um,
0: the GOAT of all sports, nonetheless. Yeah, like,
1: like it's, if you don't like Tom Brady, you're an idiot. Um, yeah. Tom Brady's just he's on another planet. Um, I'm just ready to see something different. I like a new story. I like the cool you know, underdog thing. But you know, I'm a big fan of Pat Mahomes, man. I got to watch him a lot this year, uh, so that was tough. Him going out the way he did, he was my fantasy quarterback, so really watched all of his games. And he's a stud. He's gonna be a, you know, he's gonna have a really good career, man.
0: Um, yeah, he's he's amazing. I, I think I'm gonna go Rams. I think it's
1: just McVeigh year. I think uh, I think they're gonna do it. I think They're gonna find a way to pull it out.
0: See, I think I think the Rams spent a shit ton of money for this one year. Which you know, why not? If you got to spend it. Um, hey, but sometimes you gotta go all in. I think I'm gonna go Patriots. It's just really hard at this point to bet against Tom Brady. So I took the I took the Chiefs last week, um, and I know the Chiefs defense isn't good, hence why they got rid of their defensive coordinator after that game. But Uh, that whole drive,
1: dude, they should have called timeout on that last drive just to give the guys a breather.
0: Yeah, I mean, but Tom Brady is just you know he's just like the most clutch. He's just the best. Like he makes it look so easy. Like I legit think he could play till he's 50.
1: He's a surgeon out there, bro. He just has
0: sex defenses. So I'm just at the point where I just don't think I can bet against him. Yeah,
1: no, I'm sure I'll probably be wrong. I'm sure I'll be wrong on my prediction, but I got to be hopeful, and I'm going to go with
0: LA. All right, so to the good stuff. So it's unfortunately I didn't answer because he – so you're big into WWE still. Yeah, big fan. I'll be honest. I have – I actually just got WWE Network for free for a month. So yeah. I've been watching all the old stuff from like 98 on. How fucking awesome is it? So I just have to say that we definitely grew up in the best era for WWE. So like our our upbringing from like 98 to about 05, probably a little sooner than 05, maybe 04, was the greatest wrestling, like professional wrestling that you could ever watch. It was, like it was the peak, bro. The, the mean- storylines... The, repeat it. Yeah. Yeah, just
1: repeat it. I mean, I can't tell you, man, how many I I never ever missed a Monday night
0: raw. I never. yeah, when I was a kid. I and don't think if I you did either.
1: what I was doing,
0: I found a way to watch it. If I didn't watch That's it that funny. night, I recorded it on VHS.
1: On VHS. I never missed an episode.
0: And it's like so how do you watch it now because I look at this like cuz all right, I have a 10-year-old so brother. Hard and he loves it right loves. now and i'm just like it's so bad like not the wrestling is garbage like the wrestlers back then were better they made it at least look almost real and it's like
3: I agree with and that.
0: now like you would I think and and i don't know i just feel like now the wrestlers one the storylines suck they're so pg like back then it was it was made for adults like now yeah. it is made for kids so, like, how, how yeah. do you watch it now?
1: It, it's tough, man. Like, it, it really is. I'm not as interested in it as, like, I want to be. I always check it in just because, you know, it was a big part of my life, man. Like, besides baseball, like, wrestling was, like, my other love. I just, I don't know why. Obviously, I know what it was. I know it was entertainment. People always have the joke, oh, it's, it's, it's fake, Rob. Yeah, I know that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: I know it's scripted. I know that you're not but the my, guy sitting there crying, saying it's yeah, real. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I get
1: it. Uh, but I, I will say I, the best way to say it is I really appreciate the entertainment that it is, or what it what it could be, or what it was at least. And so I, I've always been a fan of it. Um, I understand the whole PG thing because um, you know now that they're such a public company and you have to answer sponsors and all this crap. Um, I get you have to do it because we live in a soft era, bro. That's just what we are. Agreed. You know, be as frank as we can be. Like it's a soft time in America. Everyone is so sensitive,
0: triggered um, over everything. We're triggered. I know we, like people joke about all time, you know, snowflakes, and all these stupid
1: names. But like, we're we're just we, we're just very sensitive human race all of a sudden and, and i don't understand why some of it is absolutely deserved um you know there's, there's a lot of good that we're doing nowadays by cleaning shit up but it's just such a soft baby you know coddled mindset and i hate it um you know a lot of the things they did back then they could never
3: say
0: now. no I- you, they'd
1: be crucified.
0: i've been watching some of it and like they like so um there was one i can't remember, i can't pronounce his name he was a asian dude in ninety eight um he was a small guy and he like they were make like Degeneration generation x and shit was like making all these asian jokes and I'm just like, holy shit oh, like if sure. this was on now, oh, oh. my god the fr- freaking twitter would be blowing up
1: you ever see the uh you ever see the uh it's the like the promo with Bret Hart in in DX where like Bret Hart literally is like calling them you know homosexuals and like
3: oh yeah uh, all this stuff like but like calling them the f word and things like
1: that and you're like oh my god like what like <laughs> like that was really on TV
0: yeah yeah that was on it was on the other that's
1: day that's crazy
0: right? it's it's, it's like, nuts yeah you know, not not condoning that but
1: like. You know, it's just, and I feel like now when you say it, like,
3: you, you have to be careful of
1: how you agree with someone like that because you're going to all find, someone will find a way to crucify us for saying that, but it's like, it was just like everyone knew, like, it was just a joke, you know. What I mean, it was. It was just,
0: it's, it's like a, a movie saying it, like yeah, it was just
1: a joke. It was entertainment. It was a, It was. It was like a stand-up
0: comedian. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, he's going to say you know things that are vulgar or
1: you know not necessarily appropriate, but it's it's comedy. It's meant to make you laugh. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. You know, it's not disgracing um, you know the whole gay community. It's just it's a, just being able to laugh at yourself, and I think in all aspects of
3: life, people have forgotten that art of how to laugh at yourself, no matter who or what you are. Yeah.
0: Like they don't, they don't look at the, the overall picture of things. They just kind of, they get caught up in that moment way too easy. Like instead of just sitting back and looking like this is a minute part of my life. Instead, they're like, holy shit, the world's ending.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I get it, man, but, like, yeah, dude, they're, they're, it's tough to watch nowadays. I completely agree with what you're saying, but
3: like, the wrestlers back then sold it. They just sold it. So yeah. You were in the cell,
1: and, like, wrestlers, like, you know, you hit it with a finishing
3: move, and they pop right up. Yeah. You hit it with a finishing move, and they, they're easy to count. It's like, what? Like, there's just no, like, excitement in the match.
1: Like, who, it's just, like...
0: Who in your you know? eyes sold the stunner the best?
1: Oh my God. Well, obviously, The Rock. I mean, yeah, yeah. I it, I'd love that. Um,
0: the Rock is like definitely the best. was the worst. Yeah. It
1: was the worst. It was like it really, like you're about to break his neck. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hangle was a terrible. There was, I remember. I remember one time. I think it's, it, it makes its way on the internet a lot, like the one where he stunned. I remember watching an episode. He stunned like Triple H like four or five times in a row. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Like, was <laughs> a beer and like he was, like, <laughs> shot beer out of his mouth. Like that was awesome.
0: How about when he stunned yeah. China? <laughs> oh my god,
1: dude! Dude, even when Stone Cold was a bad guy, he like beat up Lita and stuff like that.
0: Like, oh my god, that stuff nowadays. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my god. That dude, would geez. it would be a debacle. Never no, and yeah, it never happen. I think
3: now, as when they do these intergender matches, like as soon as like
0: a girl tags in, the guy has to tag right out. He's you know, like, no, I can't touch him. Yeah, can't touch him. yeah, and I don't. Be- they like
1: Bubba Ray Dudley
0: was putting Mae Young to a table. <laughs> he's a porn director. Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Get out of here. He still wrestles, but he's also a porn director.
1: I never heard of
0: that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I know he, he does he does some podcasts. Yeah, he does. Uh, I am 90% sure that him and Devon, uh, I don't know if they, they're there often, but they have a wrestling school in Kissimmee, right by where my parents live. Okay. Yeah, I don't
3: uh, – I didn't know that he was a porn director. Well, he
0: I, I don't know if he's like uh, consistent, but I know he's dabbled in it.
3: Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I do okay. – I have
0: a lot of time on my hands to like read about stuff. So like I'll just like be on and looking at like their Wikipedia pages. And I'm just like <laughs> – Because yeah. like, like as I'm watching these old Raw episodes, I'm like, oh. Like I didn't forget about – because the Hardy Boys were my favorite tag team growing up. So like they – I mean they had wars with the Dudley the Boys. TLC
1: is, dude, yeah. You watch them now. You still get like goosebumps watching so, it. so them. The there,
0: SummerSlam, yeah. uh, TLC – With the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys is the greatest wrestling match of all time. I don't care what anybody says.
1: I I'm
0: not gonna argue that. The greatest wrestling I mean, guys off of
3: nonstop.
0: Like large ladders going through tables, like outside of the ring. I think Jeff Hardy or Bubba Dudley went through like four tables at one time. Like he got pushed off the ladder.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean like that's the thing. Like that shit always kept you on the edge of your seat. You never knew what was gonna happen, and like you were always like chomping at the bit to watch that next episode because you're like, that's kind of like what I like about WWE Network is like, I don't have to wait. Like I can literally just keep going and be like, oh shit! Like this is. I don't have to wait. Like I, this is nice. I can just kind of relive all this again. It makes me feel young again.
1: I've been thinking it, it would take so long. But I was thinking about like going back to like like kind of what you're just saying, like go back to 1998 or 99, wherever I want to start. And because I have the Rod's like Smackdown
0: replays, like Mm -hmm. watch each week and like relive some of those storylines and like see things i missed. That's what I've been doing. There's so many episodes. Oh, there's. Yeah, there's like I think there's like 200 episodes a year or some shit. So it's, re- no, it's not two hundred, like but at a
3: time. it's
0: well. I mean, fifty-two weeks in a year. There's five. There's fifty-two Mondays, so you got fifty-two episodes of Raw, fifty-two episodes of of SmackDown. But, but SmackDown.
3: pay per views.
0: Yeah, SmackDown came a little later, though. It did come a little later, but like, and, and the thing about you don't really want to skip through those episodes because how many times in between matches like some of the funniest stuff. Oh yeah, the promos, the, the promos were great.
1: That was stuff, like, that you can't fast-forward through. You gotta see that stuff. I mean, and and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that, like, on the network, it's really all that friendly, like, user-friendly, where you can, like, slowly go through it. It's, like, kind of got to skip, and it doesn't, like, show you what
3: you're missing at the same time. So you go, oh, wait, never mind, I want to watch that.
0: No, yeah, it doesn't go... Like, you click on the show, and then, like, you have to... Like, so I'm on Raw, so I'm just watching Raw. But then when I get to when SmackDown was introduced, I'll probably go Raw, SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown. Right. So it is... It isn't very user-friendly. They should really just put, like, all the shows on, like, a calendar and be like, all right, 90, like, all right, I think SmackDown started in, like, 01 or, or something like that. So, like, all right, Monday, so-and-so date. Then I think it was Thursday nights was when it first came out. I'm not really too sure on that, but.
3: Thursday night, SmackDown, yeah.
0: So, yeah, but fucking crazy. Like, that That was, those were the days. So, I'm it's I'm kind of watching.
3: the best time to be a kid and a wrestling fan.
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you had gold. Like, there was just so many superstars. Like, so many of those guys are in the Hall of Fame already. Like, and it's kind of...
1: But it all goes back to what you said. Like, they were believable. And that's what people fell in love with. Not because they were great wrestlers and like that. Like, people love Stone Cold because you believe he was a badass motherfucker who drank beer and flipped off his boss. Yeah. Like, you believe that was Stone Cold. If you saw him at the airport, that's Stone Cold. You know what I mean? Like, The Undertaker's The Undertaker... You know, guys. was like guys were their characters because they were so believable because they were just like a turned up version of who they kind of are. Yeah. yeah, that's why. I, that's why I love love the badass Ameri- American badass Undertaker because he's a biker. Like that's him, but turned up to the max.
0: Oh yeah, that's the big the, like, evil, the big evil Undertaker. Dude,
1: one of my favorite
3: characters of all time. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of wish like, he would have like, stuck, like, stuck with that.
0: I wish he stuck yeah. with that persona a little bit more.
3: Hundred percent.
0: Um, but what like? Honestly, be honest now, like, as a kid, did you, like, ever get freaked out by fucking Kane and Undertaker? Like, there would be times, <laughs> th- there would be times, like, I know it's not real, but, like, bro. they were frightening as shit. When Kane unmasked? Oh. That, that run when he first took his mask off, that's, what, 2003? I yeah, that 2003. was frightening as hell. That, I was in, like, third grade, bro.
1: Literally, like, third grade, second or third grade. Yeah, I was scared to death because he sold it it was so believable like he was a scary mother effort the loud ass pyro just huge
0: flames yeah he was doing, like badass shit like that, that's how he beat up shaman man like electrocuted his balls oh and, like, yeah dude that was that like, was scary
1: stuff. he's coming out in like shackles and with like a towel over his head he's like chokeslamming eric bischoff off the sky like he was so scary
3: and yeah. yeah, that horror movie come out. So I remember one time, it's funny you maybe mentioned that
1: because one time I had a dream that Kane was like in my room trying to fucking kill me, dude. And
0: oh my I was, God.
1: I remember I woke up screaming for my parents one night. I was like, <laughs> he's in the room. He's in my room. And they're like, who? Cool. I'm like, hey, Kane. Kane <laughs> in my room. He's in here. He's going to kill me. <laughs> you know, like, man, it's just wrestling. But like, it was just so good. It was great entertainment, great TV, man. And, uh, yeah, he was definitely freaky, man. He, he freaked me out. The Undertaker, not so much. I always thought he was like, it was like really intriguing and like cool. Like, I don't know why. Even like the witchcraft stuff, I was just like, it's freaky for sure, but I'm like, this is cool. What about the
0: yeah. boogeyman? That was kind of. I, thought it, I, I always thought it was so stupid and disgusting. The, the worm thing kind of freaked me like, out oh, a little oh, bit. Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 it was a little like, weird. I, every time I see him, like, that's
1: just disgusting. I'm like, why does he have all these worms in his pocket? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, uh, yeah. so we're winding down here. Um, like, So if you if you had to take three wrestlers from any era, who are your top three?
1: Top three?
3: Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, that's tough, dude. Because there's so many I like for different reasons, but top three, if I had to watch any three consistently, um, American Badass, Undertaker, Absolutely. Always loved Triple H as
3: a heel. Like, yep. I loved his bad guy. I loved when he
1: was in Evolution. Like I just, I loved it. Yep. Uh, you know, be outside of Stone Cold and The Rock
3: because those are obvious ones everyone loves. Yeah. Um, I would probably say, shoot, Ric Flair. Just loved that. Loved the heel characters, man. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have seen him like more, just like his promos and. Things like that, and like I said, there's
1: different reasons for why I like certain guys. But just to be able, to if I could watch Rick for uh, Rick, Rick Flair,
0: Rick Flair in his prime, dude, yeah, I'd be all in on that. Uh, I, if I had to pick, I'm going. Billy Gunn was always one of my favorites. Ass Billy Gunn, yeah, Mr. I do Yeah, his intro song is still one of the funniest <laughs> fucking songs. When
1: he's like, I'm an ass man.
0: Yeah, and it like I like to <laughs> I like to hug him. I like to kiss him. And like, it's just like, <laughs> was like Val Venus. Yeah. Hello, ladies. yeah, Val Venus was, it's funny. Like he was a porn yeah. star. That was his persona. And, and what about like, uh, Al snow? Like that was, Al weird snow. that was weird. What do you want? <laughs> um, so I got Billy Gunn. I have to go. Like, I've always been a Jeff Hardy fan. Like, I don't know what it is oh, about Jeff Hardy, but I think Love it's just Jeff cause like, he literally just like put his body on the line all the time.
3: Just a daredevil dude,
0: and then I have to go. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels always been. He's like. He's like kind of. Best there's ever been. Yeah, he. Well, he was. He was kind of like the. He did some high flying stuff in his younger career, but he was also like kind of like a power dude as well. Like he kind of had a, like a good mixture of everything.
1: Well, he he was like guys today, to a certain degree, but back then, where you never saw that stuff.
0: Before. Yeah. He was, like, and very he was versatile. so good and charismatic. Yeah, he was doing stuff back then
1: that guys do now in their sleep. But, like, back then, he was doing it so well and for the first time ever, really.
0: Yeah, I mean – but there's so many, like, you missed. Like, like freaking Kevin Nash and Razor Ramon. Kevin and, like, Nash. Diesel um, was I love awesome. Eddie Guerrero. I always love yep.
1: Eddie Guerrero. Um Another one. I know it's controversial. Chris Benoit was cool. Oh yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I loved his music when he came out. I yeah, really, like guys' theme songs were like badass. Like I love that stuff, man. And um, Randy Orton was a cool one.
3: He's
0: still at it.
1: He's still at it. They don't use him. I think he's just like wasted.
0: He's bro. on like, SmackDown. I think he's got some uh, personal shit. Like yeah, he's a little. I mean, plus he's older. He's got
1: such a big family. He probably doesn't work as much. But like, he's just like. He's such a heel, dude. You, he's
0: the best heel you have, and you don't even use him as legend one. killer. Legend killer, did All that stuff. Um, Edge you know, was yeah, good. Edge RVD. Oh, Rob Van Dam, yeah. Sabu. If you're going ECW, days. Sabu did ECW. Was like
1: I remember, like loving like hardcore matches and like watching ECW for for, for first couple times. I was like, oh my god, this is like another level. <laughs> this is like borderline assault on people, bro. Yeah. Um, it was, oh man, there's just so many. So many. Um, Batista in his reign. Like, oh, yeah,
0: and he didn't really last long. He really wasn't in WWE real long.
1: He was, he sounded kind of older when he signed, but like the little run he had, I thought he was a beast. I remember when he first won his championship.
0: Uh, Goldberg. How can you forget fucking Goldberg? Goldberg. Cool. I, see, I, I never saw him back then because I used to go to
1: events all the time as a kid, but I saw him a couple years ago when he made his Universal Championship run. I was cool. I was out a Raw in Tampa with my dad and uh, that
0: was cool Ray Mis- Rey Mysterio
1: Rey Mysterio um
0: he just else? came back right who's that Rey Mysterio just came back didn't he
1: he is back he just had a really cool match with this uh this young up and coming uh, uh star uh Andrade Cien Almas or something uh they had a badass match it was like really cool stuff Isn't it cool they like they let them actually like
3: wrestle Yeah. You know, or like do cool stuff like that it was a really good match um yeah, so he's back, but even, in, like, I think my other big beef is, like, fans. Like, the fans are so different now. And I don't oh, know, yeah. just, it's such a controlled environment. Like, you can't have signs. Uh,
1: I remember being at an event on the, on the hard camera side. So, obviously, that's, you know, the first, you know, or the right-hand side of the ring if you're coming down the ramp. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing, sitting there in, like, the third row. I got tickets from one of the, the guys I know over there. I was sitting there with a, a teammate uh, in spring training. It was the elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. And we were standing up. It was, like, a cool moment was happening and a bunch of guys were standing up. And if you've ever seen the highlight of when Gronkowski uh, was at WrestleMania and there was, like, that chick security guard that tackled him. yeah, She's, like, one of their head security guards. And she came around and put her hand on my shoulder and, like, shoved me into my seat. Huh. She's, like, a big, strong woman. And I'm, like, what the... And she's, like, sit down. And I'm, like, what? Like, I'm just, like, what are we doing here? Like... Are you kidding me? One, well, I'm not even on the camera. You can't see me on the camera. And two, I'm like, it's wrestling. Like, we have to sit there, with like on with your fingers crossed on your lap, and just like watch it like it's a movie. Like, fans aren't into it as much. You know, I think all the entrances are terrible.
0: Oh all yeah, of is their name, and everyone has to do like some stupid dance or gimmick
1: at the top of the ramp. Like, just come down, be a badass, walk to the freaking ring. Like,
0: like Stone, like Stone Cold. Music. Yeah, like, well, why do you have to do go up there and do a dance and a pose
1: and, like, hide in the dark and then appear or Chad Gable and Bobby Roode come out on a spinning disc? I mean, why want it got to be such a dramatic
0: entrance? I think – I think I like ba- I like Finn Balor's. Like, that's pretty dope. The Demon.
1: The cool. The Demon's cool. Like, you can have a gimmick like that, but as long as you're, like, making your way to the ring, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not doing some well, weird shit. That's why that's that's – dig with roman reigns like, i like roman reigns so but i don't like his song as much i think it's cool with a shield i think he needs to be like sped up a little bit or something like altered and like he just takes so damn long to get to the ring I'm like stop standing there and looking around for 30 minutes
0: that was another thing like back in the day like dx had the most badass music
1: yeah, just back then in general the music was great
0: yeah uh, yeah all right last one yeah go for it um favorite tag teams you can go three Favorite tag teams, NWO, who I got to meet. Pretty sick. um, Recently got to go meet those guys in Orlando. Um,
1: Evolution. Ooh. And uh, favorite tag team. Um, It's a toss-up between the Hardys and the Dudleys, man just watching them so much when we we're younger, but I'll go with the Hardys because I was, I always wanted them to win those matches.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I
1: was always a big fan of the, the 3d by the deadly boys. Every time they did, I loved it. Was yeah. table. I was a big
0: fan of that. How about, how about Devon's uh, face going into a guy's cross? Uh, that was a little dumbest, weird. This is the dumbest <laughs> move ever. Don't watch that. <laughs> the dumbest wrestling move ever, but it was just, no one even questioned it back then. Can't forget the new age outlaws either. Fucking new cat. age outlaws were cool. Um, Road Dog Road Dogg was the tits. I liked yeah, Road Dogg a lot. He was so
3: funny. Oh, you didn't know?
0: Yeah, him and uh, and then X Pac was pretty big too. X Pac, dude. Until um, he me. shot that porno with China.
1: Yeah. <laughs> tag teams, man. I mean, there's was, there's was just so many good ones. I remember the one I hated the most. Uh, tell me, all right, give me your most hated tag team you've ever watched, like just or like characters that you absolutely hated when they came on.
0: Well, I hated the Rock and Roll Express. Okay. Hated them. So like I could not stand like I don't know I don't know if it was the like so like the NWA had that that invasion into WWE in ninety eight and yeah. um like Cornette was there with them Cornette. and they were just so fucking annoying. Like and they were old they were old as shit. So I don't know, like I, I they it didn't appeal to me. Um other than that, like I don't really have I think the ta- tag team scene was so much better back then. Like, yeah. there really wasn't many bad ones.
1: Well, I would say as, there was just there was this team that every time they came on, I was like, I hate these guys. I hate these guys. And it was uh, la resistance, those French guys.
0: Was it the full-blooded yeah. Italian thing?
1: It was like that same time frame, that full-blooded Italian. They were kind of annoying. But La Résistance, they were the French guys, and it was like Rob Conway and Rude Dupree, and they were just so fucking annoying, dude. Like, they were great heels, because everyone hated them. They'd, wave the, they'd, like, spit on the American flag and, like, throw it on the ground and just, like, wave the, the French flag everywhere and talk in terrible French accents. And it was just, oh, they would get beat up all the time, man. I just, I hated them. Them and, like, the Spirit Squad.
3: Yeah. They're just so annoying. Every time I saw them on my
1: TV, I'm like, oh god, like no, get off the TV.
0: Yeah, that's when you fast forward through those matches, unless they're facing a good tag team.
1: Yeah, I do that. I honestly, I do that a lot nowadays. Like tag teams, certain matches will come on now, and I'm like, I'm not even going to watch it because it just
0: bores the hell out of me. Yeah, they're just not. It's not like it was. I mean, and '98 was the end of the Road Warriors too. Hawk and Animal. Yeah, that was a good. Oh, and you can't forget the. Mosh and Thrasher The Headbangers The Headbangers
1: The Bushwhackers
0: Yeah Bushwhackers (laughs) (laughs) Those They were They were dope as hell
1: They were They were They
0: wore skirts Their shirt said Tough guys wear skirts
1: Now you got The bar The
0: bar Yeah
1: Like they They're annoying too I can't stand When they come on the TV They're good wrestlers I just can't stand them
0: Yeah I, I, I can't get into it Like my brother Tells me all about it But I can't get too into it It's tough man this stuff, but uh, no, it's just it's just
3: not what it used to be, used to be, man. Back in the day, it's just there's it classics everywhere, brother. And, uh, yep. You
0: know, maybe it seemed one day we'll get back to that. It seemed like every raw was there was a a WWE CTV, yeah, and there was a there was always like a WWE classic match from like every raw. Everyone, and it was just like that.
1: I think the, the other thing about like the shows too, like they're three hours, which is so long, but it's like back then you would have like a some. Badass, exciting, or like
0: crazy controversial beginning, yep. the opening of the show. Mm-hmm. And then, like the middle would like start to fizzle, and, like you see
1: the storylines of that week itself. Like every match had like a reason behind it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And now <laughs> like, they just like, have like, random matches. together, and then like the main event was just like, oh my god, like you're on that juicy, or like something big would happen at the end. You know what I mean? It just like triggered all your emotions. Yep. And then you just and had to wait till the next week to fucking watch. Yeah, to see wait what happened. To see the next
3: week. Yeah. It was, I can't
1: remember as many times where like the show would end and like all the the crowds on their feet like going nuts. Yeah. It doesn't happen anymore. Back then it happened every week.
0: Yeah. I'm at the part now with fucking Tyson about to go to Wrestlemania and shit. So it's it's pretty yeah. intense.
1: That'd I mean, be dope. I've always wanted to go to Wrestlemania. We just had it here in Orlando a couple years ago. Missed it.
0: Well, one day. One yeah. Day I think it's going to be at MetLife.
1: It is. It's going to be in New York this year.
0: I think uh, my buddy's going.
1: That'd be dope, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm always gonna
0: tune
3: into it, but it'd be cool to go to
0: it one time. All right, well, that's it. That was a. Let me tell you, you you've been our you're our most uh, well known guest for one, and you are you have the longest running episode. Yeah,
3: that was that was a long episode, man. You could
0: have you should have cut me off. No, I I enjoyed it. I, hey, that's was, that
3: was cool,
1: man. As long as you can
0: have conversation and it's not boring, which I don't. Fa- i didn't think it really it was at all i think every point was was good from baseball to football to to wrestling so i mean i think you know good that's all that's all i want is just conversations (laughs) let people know things that maybe give people insight to things that they don't see uh behind the scenes at at, you know the professional level and stuff like that no for sure man just uh it was a good time man
1: I, I, i enjoyed doing it uh Love to come back on any other time you want me, man. Just kind of shoot the shit with you guys, man. You guys are my boys. We talk sports all the time, so I'm always game.
0: Well, maybe next time you come up, uh, we'll have to do it in person.
1: Heck yeah, we'll do we'll do a live feed of that or something. We'll do a video it or some cool
0: stuff. Sounds good to That's
1: me. All right, boss man, that was awesome. I appreciate you having me home.
0: Yep, thank you.
1: No problem,
0: brother. See ya. Bye, See ya. And that was Rob Whalen with our. Um, Longest interview, our best interview, and it was, you know, I couldn't ask for anything else. Good dude, knows his shit in sports, um, and he's literally been, I think, through it all as far as baseball. So um, like I said, awesome dude, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Please like it, subscribe it, share our podcast, get it out there, all right? Um, Again, I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a good night. Enjoy this on your Friday at work. We will see you on Tuesday.
3: And it's pretty hot. I'm gonna be a millionaire. Boom, boom, and keep it zoom. I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love. I don't care, 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 care. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody hop, I'm as happy as I can be Boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom and everybody zoom Love is sweet, love is man, work Run, 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 move me back And everybody hop, I'll never be a millionaire Boom, 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 boom and everybody zoom I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love I don't care Yeah, yeah,